Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 158. On tonight's episode, the fat manling's all excited because he's got an actual live Games Workshop employee, Rob Sines, from the community group, on his show. He's so excited, the little fun boy. Oh, and then apparently Rob drags on another member of the crew to go on the show. Who who is that? Oh, who was it? I hope it was that Eddie character. He's okay. Uh, well, I don't know who else, but I hope it wasn't that Duncan guy. Because if that Duncan character comes on the show, the fat Monley's liable to wet his pants. He's getting so excited. Well, you'll just have to listen and ah, just pay attention. Listen and see what's going on. Because then after that, the fat Monley's going to give his confessions as to why you probably never want to actually play a game against him. Apparently, he's a right get at the tables. Uh, I've known that all along. Fanboy, terrible gamer. This ought to be a lot of fun for y'all to listen to. Shut it! I'm listening to me show! Old man on the bridge. Take a look at yourself. Look at what you just did. come to the garage, you tools. For the next few hours, I'll be doing the best I can to share with you my love of tabletop wargaming and probably some of my various other fandoms. So, bringing you Warhammer TV, Warhammer Community. And the confessions of a really lousy opponent. I'm Dave Whitek, and here with me at the console, as always, is Lindsay, the albino Canadian hockey puck. Say hello, Lindsay. All right, so, so, uh, yeah, as the master engineer told you all, I've got guests lined up that, uh, oh, what a, what a, oh. And you know what he totally missed is, um, not only. Did I talk to Rob Symes? And yes, not only did he happen to drag on some other members of the community crew right there to uh, to say hello. Um, and yes, and I totally did uh, just have a fanboy moment. And who cares? I'm allowed to do that. Um, but later, uh, we are going to talk gaming etiquette. Lots of people have asked us to talk gaming etiquette. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to have... Good friend of the show, Domus, uh, on. Um, you guys have heard him on this show before. And uh, he's going to come on and, and help me with that. We're going to talk a little bit about gaming etiquette. Not just gaming etiquette. Everybody talks gaming etiquette. I think if you don't know by now that you shouldn't stink and you shouldn't cheat, then you're a moron. Um, I wanted to talk about a few other things, too, though. Some just other things that encompass the this sort of, you know, making a... a in a better place, a better community. And I'm not necessarily talking community building and, and community outreach and all that stuff. I mean, although the GW community guys are doing a great job of that stuff. I'm talking about just making your gaming group as well as going to tournaments and stuff just, you know, a better place, you know. Um, but before we get into any of that, uh, we need to take a minute to thank our sponsors and as you guys, if you are listeners, faithful listeners, you know the sponsors of Garage Hammer are Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois, Mercia Miniatures, that's M-I-E-R-C-E hyphen miniatures.com, Chaos Orc Superstore, <laughs> Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, Six Squared Studios, for your tokens, markers, and more, and of course, let's not forget Battle foam protecting your arm. 
and um, and one of the biggest and most awesome sponsors of Garage Hammer, our our very own Patreon patrons, and thank you to all of our Patreon patrons, but especially a little special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, James Mackey, Ryan Taylor, and Shirley Tempel. These are the guys who are so uh, so into the show and are really, really donating, keeping this show alive, uh, just helping us grow uh, beyond anything we had planned before. Um, and... Uh, they're going to be in the the next in the next couple of weeks. We're doing our executive producer associate producers meeting where uh, we're going to help plan out the next three months of the show. So um, that's one of the cool perks of being an associate producer is you help guide the future of Garage Hammer. It's kind of cool. Um, and to find out how you can be a show patron if you're even remotely interested, uh, and I would ask that you would just take a look at Patreon dot com slash garage hammer check out the show um guys if you could help out the show in any way um you know we do a show twice a month anything you could feel like uh putting forward tipping the show if you feel it's worth it that's awesome if not don't worry about it because this show is was and always shall be a free show to those who want to listen um and it's very exciting uh, to me, though, for those who do want to help. Um, so thank you to those who have and to those who considered it. Uh, let's see. Other than that, what else we got? Um, we haven't gotten any emails. Um, and we haven't gotten any voicemails really lately. But that's cool. But if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, just call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Uh, international callers in most countries start by dialing 00 and then one Seven five seven four four one four six nine six. Um, that's about it. So you know what? Let's take a break, and we're going to come back with the Garage Hammer news, um, and the toolbox. That's right, Garage Hammer news in the toolbox coming right up. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. And we're back. And we're going to start off today with the toolbox uh, and then go into the Garage Hammer News. I know we're going to flip it around, going backwards and all. So, um, toolbox brought to you by 
Chaosark Superstore. Chaosark Superstore. Chaosark Superstore. Okay, toolbox. Um, so I've just about got the Stormcast Eternals done. I've got a character. I've got all the things that aren't characters done. I haven't done all the bases, um, and I'm taking a little break. I've got plenty of time to get the bases done. I'm still on schedule. Uh, I just need a little. I need a little break, and plus, I'm still trying to figure out a way to possibly do the interchangeable bases. Um, and it's not a project I really want to just try digging into right now um, because I, I really want to do the – I've got a 1,000 points of Space Marines that got to get done. And it's like uh, 37 models and two – I think it's 37 or 36 models and, and two rhinos. And I just – I want to start building that. Uh, this weekend maybe and then just kind of plow through that and get it done like in like one day over Christmas break just like blam get it done um so that's like that's where my hobbies at right now um as soon as I get them done on the on the quick work tip then I'm gonna get back onto the stormcast uh paint a couple more characters get the bases done uh, I'm working up a display board for wapaka I'm just very excited. The hobby mojo is high. The painting time is a little low. Um, we, uh, we, we've got other things. Oh, Christmas is coming, and I've got three kids. It's busy. Um, so we've got just a lot of stuff happening. Uh, but it's very exciting here at the White Tech House um, when I can catch a few minutes and get a little painting done. It's very cool. Plus, the YouTube channel is going. Um, uh, I've got some stuff going on. Um, after the last video, I decided to order up a nice uh, custom banner to hang behind me for the show with the big Garage Hammer logo. Uh, and my friend at Doyle Signs here in, in Illinois uh, is getting me a, a really nice sign made um, with the Garage Hammer logo. So that's going to be able to hang behind me and also be brought out if I ever go any place where we're doing an on-site recording, which never really happens. But if we did, I've got a sign. Um, so that's happening. Um, I know I've said like we were going to start doing live shows probably last month. Um, we ran into a hiccup with uh, doing the Twitch TV thing. Is The way I have everything set up, I run everything through this uh, mixing board that I have. Um, but I only have one computer, so I run everything through the computer uh, for Skype when I have guests on, and so I run their stuff out of the speakers from the computer into my into my uh, mixer, and then I only run my voice out from the mixer to the computer so they're not hearing themselves on a loop, and that becomes a problem if I'm streaming it onto Twitch uh, because I can't stream it onto Twitch and do them together because sending both of our tracks to both places at once. I basically, I, I either need to get a second computer or try to figure out a way to get this Chromebook I've got the, from work that I can, I'm trying to make that work and patch things through. So I'm trying to figure out if I actually need to run a second computer or if I need, if I can run it through the Chromebook, run Skype through the Chromebook and run Twitch through the, through the, uh, through the computer. Uh, all these things, and me being not so computer savvy, it's it's slowing me down a bit. But I'm working on it. Um, I'm working on it. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. I'm going to be recording these shows and doing them live, um, which is going to be very exciting for me, um, and uh, very frightening, I think, for you to see just my you know my large self sprawling out on this couch down here in the crypt, just uh, sitting in the microphone doing this. But uh, 
it's kind of cool. I mean, this is what's, what I'm doing. Um, yeah, so that's all happening. And um, once I get these two projects done, I'm going to expand my Stormcast a little bit. That's the next plan. And then I've got those Fire Slayers that I bought that I really want to build and paint. Um, add them to the Stormcast, you know, back things up. I've just got so many things I want to do right now with this, uh, with with AOS. Um, it's just, just so cool. Like even, and I've got like this whole death army that everyone knows I've got and it's like, Oh, I haven't rebased it yet. So I'm not even playing it. And it's like, I'd like to rebase, but there's this other stuff. I just want to build and paint. Um, you know, and I, I want points for not having bought a Zinch army for 40 K, even though I don't even really play 40 K because that stuff came out. And if you haven't seen that, that's, I mean, come on, that's just so nice. That stuff is so good looking. You know, plus I'm still building, I'm still, you know, I got the Blood Bowl stuff going on, and uh, we want to paint those. There's just so much, there's so much hobby. Games Workshop got me. They got me. They got my heart right now. They got my heart. They got my wallet. They got my hobby time. Uh, They are a cruel mistress. That's what they are. They've got me totally wrapped up in them, so. Oh, that's that's what's going on in my hobby. Um, let's see what else. Um, uh, I, haven't, I haven't really been doing too much gaming the last couple of weeks because, it, like I said, I've been getting ready for the holidays. I'm lucky I'm getting painting time in. Um, the only thing we did is we picked up Star Wars Destiny Dice, and I guess I'll be playing that this weekend with the family um, just because we just picked it up, and they're so excited to start playing. So, yeah, great. You know, Fantasy Flight Games has me on another game that I've been picking up to play. Hopefully, I'll actually start playing it um, and not just spending money on things to put on a shelf. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Other than that, not much. Uh, others? Let's see. Others. I have been doing a lot of... Um, I've been doing a lot of painting and also driving a lot. And so when I'm doing a lot of painting and a lot of driving, I do a lot of audiobook listening. So um, let's see. What what recommendations can I give? Uh, if you want a quick, fun book, The Adventures of Tom Stranger, Interdimensional Insurance Agent by Larry Correa was a really fun read. Narrated by uh, Adam Baldwin was great. Um, I just finished a book vo- book. Book four? That's not a word. Book four of the Dragon Vein series by Brian D. Anderson. Um, this is a really cool series. I don't want to give too much away, but it's a fantasy series that's got a bit of a weird sci-fi element to it. Um, it's one of those that sort of tries to straddle the two the two medium because it's mostly fantasy. Like It seems to be a fantasy world, but they keep bringing sci-fi elements into it. Um, and I like that. I really like that a lot. There's some really fun and interesting stuff going on in in the books. Um, so I, I just finished book four, and I'm liking that. And uh, for those of you who have taken me up on my suggestion and listened to uh, Monster Hunter International, um, Monster Hunter Memoirs has come out. Uh, John Ringo and Larry Correa co-authoring a side series of memoirs from different hunters Outside of Owen and the and the regular MHI group you read about, the first book was called Grunge. This one is called Sinners, and it, I've only got like two hours left on this one, and it's just they're great, they're really good. Um, the first one he gets his first placement after he gets the job on MHI is in Seattle, and he does a lot of work in Seattle, uh, late eighties, 
early 90s, I believe. And then second book, he gets transferred from Seattle to New Orleans and lots of work in New Orleans. They're great, great series, wonderful series. Um, So if you're looking for some good audiobook suggestions, uh, I I could totally recommend those. Uh, Next up on my list, in case anyone cares, is Leviathan Wakes by James... S.A. Corey, which I picked up because apparently The Expanse, that TV show on sci-fi that is awesome, um, that's the books it's based on. And I had no idea. Someone had suggested this to me a long time ago. And uh, I actually, somebody suggested to me on, on audio and I had a credit sitting there and I, and I picked it up and it's been sitting there unlistened to for a long time. And then... I just found out recently that it's uh, it's based on the, the Expanse, which I loved that show. So I'm definitely going to. Uh, that's moving up on the listen list to right after I finish Monster Hunter, because Larry Correa's books just go straight to the top. Boop, right there. I listen to them first. Um, so I'll be listening to that next, though. Um, what else? Uh, not much. Just been. Uh, Catching up on the DC TV show stuff, and I've been enjoying that. Uh, but I haven't watched the uh, four-part Invasion uh, series yet because I'm getting caught up on all the other shows. And uh, and Supernatural, too, because I still watch that. So that is it for uh, the toolbox, I think. I think that's all that I've been sort of modeling, gaming, and, and reading. Uh, I'm going to see Rogue One next Thursday. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm certain I'll be talking about that a little bit afterwards. Who knows if it's uh, super exciting and the missus is interested. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a little separate side bit on that. Um, a Garage Gamer. if uh, Especially if the Patreon thing gets up to the point where Garage Gamer becomes a legit thing. Because that's like the next goal. Uh, once we hit that, then uh, then there's going to be Garage Gamers every month. And I'll be talking about all sorts of stuff outside of the regular uh, AOS talk. So... We'll see how that goes. Um, all right. I think that's it. So I'm going to keep chugging along here. And um, we're going to get into the Garage Hammer news. But before we get into the Garage Hammer news, I'm going to pause the recording here uh, just for a moment. Uh, I'm not even going to hit a commercial break. I'm just going to – there will be no time lost for you. But, uh, in fact, you know what? Um, why don't I just do this? Why don't I just – all right. And there we go. Magic, magic. Here we are. Right back. No pauses. Domus. Yo. There he is. What's going on, Dave? Oh, just doing this, you know, getting that show out. <laughs> getting that show out. How often are you doing shows now? I don't pay attention. I'm sorry. I know. That's cool. Twice a month, plus anything I do on YouTube. Wow. Yep. 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 Have you done something more than the first YouTube? No, I'm actually... I'm waiting because I had to tear up the area that I had set up for that, and so now we're trying to put something together that looks a little better. I'm hoping to get something done, if not this weekend, then definitely before Christmas we're going to put another one out. Cool. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. It's pretty cool. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, we're in here with the Garage Hammer News before we jump into some uh, some exciting discussion about uh, how not to be a jerk when you're playing Warhammer. Um, dude, there's so much stuff coming out in the last co- uh, that has come out in the last few weeks, man. Uh, the pre-order page is beyond amazing right now. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, and plus, there's stuff I haven't even had a chance to talk about because the last episode 
um, we covered um, that uh, the uh, God Beasts book. So like we skipped everything and went right to the book. So it's like Blood Bowl. I mean, have you have you seen Blood Bowl? Have you picked up a copy or have you seen it at all? Yeah, I got a copy here on my desk and a second copy on my on its way to me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna use the orcs for Ard Boys for my orc army. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's a whole other use for them. There's I'm a, gonna play Blood Bowl too, but but the second I want the orcs. Set, yeah, yeah. The second set's for orcs. Dude, what? An, dude, that is a nice set too. Like I've got my copy and it's it's gorgeous. Uh, oh, dude, the models are great. They're yeah. really hitting the ball out of the park with modeling lately. Yep. The pitch is a little larger. I know some people who play Blood Bowl uh, a lot more than I do were not too happy that the pitch was bigger. I am kind of actually like it. The, the, the spaces are a little bigger. You can, you got a little, you know, you're not squeezing stuff in there, especially when you get, if you're playing like the Ogres and stuff like that, the, you know, the slightly larger models have a little more room in the spaces. Um. But I mean the the double sided pitch with uh, you know to play either or you know they can both be the home team. Everything looks sure. really nice. Um, I, it, even the measuring tools and stuff like everything's got a really nice new look to it. Everything's fresh. Yeah, I, I dig it. I really like the tokens and stuff. I've seen some people complaining about having to paint those, but I, I really think it's cool. No, I, no, I think it's fantastic, and you don't really have to paint it. That's what's really. I mean, yeah. with with the blue and the green models and all that stuff, you don't have to paint any of it if you don't want to. You can just play. True, true. I, I've actually never played, so I'm looking forward to getting into it sometime. I have played. Christopher used to play a bunch, and I have played. Uh, and I know there's there is a uh, uh, a friend of ours has a, a league set up at Unique Gifts and Games. It's just it's too close to finals and stuff with and with me to to play in the league right now. I'm hoping to get in the next season league. Um, I play a lot on the on the uh, the Blizzard one for my PC. I like that, you know. Plus, it measures out your movement and stuff for you, so you don't have to sit and you know sit and count squares all the time. It's just like, okay, yep, you can do go this far, which I do enjoy. You know, it's 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 the lazy man's blood bowl. It really is. <laughs> but it's yeah, I actually picked that up with the intention to learn to play it, and never never played it. So I have that too. Oh, I have so much fun with that one. Harrison's like, "Are you playing again?" I'm like, "Yep." And plus, you could play like with like with teams that take time to develop, and you can crank off two, three games awesome. a night and build up some experience without having to play with your friends. Just get stomped every day. Nice. You know, you can still play. And you still kind of lose, but at least you go play it quickly because it's just playing against the computer. Get some experience built up and get your teams, uh, get them some uh, some points until they're de- you know, get them to be a decent team without having to go through weeks and weeks of playing against people season after season until they get good. So that's the beauty of that for for me at least because I like to play the uh, the chaos team and honestly, chaos warriors and beast men just they don't. <laughs> they don't have enough skills to start off with. Uh, they take forever to build up. So, um, yeah. yeah, so they take for, yeah, I mean, they're a good season in their second, maybe third season. They can be an amazing team, but first season, they just don't have a lot of skills and they wind up getting pounded on a bunch. So at least that's been my experience. So, but uh, that's neither here nor there. What is here is that uh, I'm going to be doing, I am going to be covering that uh, probably on the YouTube channel. Uh, video with that you know unboxing it and showing everybody the models and stuff uh and we're going to do some more in-depth coverage of the game at a later date either on this show or as a garage gamer because it's so nice 
Um, and they got that My Dugout app now, so you could put all the little stuff on your app too because they've, they're putting out little free apps for all this stuff now. Really, uh, it's really a whole new company in a lot of ways, and I'm a fan. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm pleased. I I'm pleased as punch. They're out there. They're all over the place. In fact, uh, oh, I just got the. Do you get the Forge World emails? Uh, yeah, I do. I haven't looked today. Was there one from today? Yeah, you can order uh, Goblin and Halfling referees from Forge World oh, I, until January 26th. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's only for a month. But uh, if you want a goblin or a halfling referee for your Blood Bowl team, Forge World's making them. So just order them up. I'm like, that's awesome. They looked really cool. I'm I'm considering ordering one. Yeah, they did a really nice job. Yeah. So, and of course, Space Hulk is back. It's Christmas. Space Hulk is back. Nothing says Christmas like Space Hulk. Well, you know, red ter- red Terminators, and and you paint your tear and it's green, and it's it's Christmas time in 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 the 40,000. It, it's funny I always think about selling mine and then it comes around and then they release re-release it and I'm like, well there goes that idea. <laughs> Man, when they first did, it, I know people who bought like 5 copies and they were making a killing on that resale market, but now it's yeah, they keep re-releasing it. I just have the one copy and I like it, so I don't want to sell it cuz I have a lot of fun with that. I don't play it or I, you know, I, we played it a couple times and it's just kind of set on the shelf or I'd keep it, but I'll probably just let it go for what I got it for or even less just to get rid of it. <laughs> I, uh, I was playing it at, uh, at Gen Con this year. There was a setup for it and I, I signed up to play and, uh, the guy had this whole thing set up where there was this, this mission and stuff, but it was set up next to a game of apocalypse. Okay. And what was cool was it was actually attached to the game of Apocalypse because the Space Hulk was circling the planet that the Apocalypse game was taking place on. Oh, that's a neat idea. So if we could get, so if the Space Marines could get to a certain part on the board, basically it was like a orbiting, an orbiting laser satellite. So we could take the big template and the guy could use his turn on the Space Hulk game to aim down at the board pick a spot, aim, and just drop a laser on the bad guys. Um, the only problem was that if they if they could actually mess back up with us too if they if they managed to take advantage and grab some of these the some of the terrain pieces on the ground were giant lasers that they could shoot up at us. Um, fortunately they never got to shoot up at us, although we did drop a few templates. So the guys playing on the uh you know on the on the side of the uh, of 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 Earth you know, against the orcs and these other things, they were just dropping, <laughs> they're dropping tactical tactical orbital laser bombardment on their on their enemies from us. It was so much nice. fun linking them together like that. It was really cool. It is a great idea. Yeah, it was so much fun. Okay, so what else we got here? Okay, um, one last thing that's not AOS related. Have you, what have you seen these Thousand Suns models? Have you looked at this stuff? Oh yeah, it's really like the freaking Zangors. So looking forward to what's going to come to fantasy eventually. So. Oh yeah, because apparently on the sprues they have like you know handheld like you know not gun weapons too. Like you know, sure. Yeah, so I'm I'm these guys are definitely they're going to use those to cross cross them over. So oh that's going to be really exciting. I wonder if that's a hint as to what's coming in January. I think I think all the previews lately have been Zinch stuff. So yep, because yeah, you know they're think, starting another now that the Realm Gate Wars that that little storyline they pseudo wrapped up. 
there's going to be another storyline opening with new new campaign books coming out in about a month or so. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm just wondering if that's what it's going to be. So I, I kind of hope it is. That would be cool to get some zine stuff in there. Of course, if they bring in Slanesh, then they bring in the elves, and then we start to see the, the things we've been missing. But yeah, uh, it would definitely be nice to see some of the the gaps filled and some of the lines. Uh, I'm, I'm I don't know, but I'm guessing they will. Like, you know, I, I can't see them not. Like, how long are you going to hold off on bringing off your the, bringing out the elves? You know, they keep talking about them. You know, there's not it can't be much longer before they do something with them. So, did you see today that they're re uh, rebranding and repackaging? I think Island of Blood. Yes, I did see that today. That was in the news today too. The Island of Blood is—I it's, forget what it's being called. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a new new box, uh, actually less expensive, I believe, than when the Island of Blood initially came out. Yeah, the rumors are saying like seventy-five U.S. Spire of Dawn. That's it, Spire of Dawn, seventy-five U.S. for seventy-four models. Yeah, that's what the rumors say. We'll see. I mean, that would be super cool. Yeah, especially since there's certain things that were only available in that set. You know, some of those weapon teams and stuff like that. You were for the Skaven were only in that set, and I know at least one of the, at least one of the um, high elf models was only in that set. Yeah, and the good red ogre and yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all this stuff is coming out. In fact, that brings me into the next one. Do you see the the battle forces that they've got now? Yeah. So. The brand new battle forces with scrolls. I, I wish they would point those. They People have said that that's not been the tradition to point those, but that would be nice. Yeah, but, I mean, those boxes. I mean, they got the Sylvaneth, the Iron Jaws, the Stormcast, and the Corn Bloodbound. I mean, they're 170 instead of the 85, so they're double the cost of the Getting Started sets, but they're huge. Yeah, it's 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 a really nice deal. Really like the idea of selling box sets like that that are actually, you know, not cleaning you out and you're paying more than you would for the individual models. Yeah, I mean, you're getting, you're getting a really good deal, and these have enough stuff where, if, I mean, if if the getting started sets are nice, but there's only a few things in there, and it's not like you want to double down or triple down on them because they all come with one of the big things. And how many of the big things do you necessarily need? You know what I mean? Exactly. So you get this this now you're going up to the battle force. Getting started. If you're a newer player, you've picked a force. You can always point into a getting started kit. Eighty five bucks. You got a good starter army. For those of us who've been playing a while. Taking a starting a new army, hey, the battle force is a great way to just kickstart a new army without when you're not necessarily new to the game and you're not just you know trying to figure out whether or not you like it. So I was I was just going through all this stuff like wow, there's so much stuff going on. It's just it's everywhere. It's 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 very nice. It's a good time to be a gamer. Oh yeah, yes, very and, much. And, and the Lord of the Rings lake houses. I mean that. They sold out almost instantly, but for 40 bucks, man, what a nice kit. Yeah. Like, I looked at that, too, and they're, like, putting up the, I saw you were tweeting it, and um, Paul Paul was tweeting it, and I'm looking at that going, what, what, what are these, like, where are these lake houses coming from? And then I realized, I'm like, wait, that's the Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, it's plastic, and, you know, it's slightly different scale, but that's okay. It comes with a little skiff, and. Yeah, I mean, you could you could cool. you could put a, some of that stuff together and make make whatever you want out of it too. If you want to, you know, use it for 
regular terrain. You could start, you know, mixing and combining stuff, or you could use it as, uh, you know, for uh, you know scenario play and stuff like that. It was really nice. Yeah, it'd be great for any of the the other, you know, some of the other skirmish games. Like I've I've played off and on the pirates game, the pirates game, and its name escapes me, but I've played that. And we've played Mordheim, and it'd be really fun for Mordheim. Oh, it would be great for Mordheim, yeah. Uh, the Malifaux players would probably love it, too. So Yeah, that sold out quick. I, I'm wondering if they were just clearing it out or if they're planning on making more, because I don't know what they're doing with Lord of the Rings. I know they just came out with In fact, I was just, when I, I uh, the, the next segment was already recorded in the magic of time-space continuum. But when I was speaking to, to Rob, um, they, they, they have a new Lord of the Rings book just came out, too, so... Uh, I don't know. I, so it's like I don't know if they're compiling things or what they're actually doing with it. But um, you know, I'm I'm wondering if they're revamping stuff or if the, what they're doing. So when they put out all that lake, the lake stuff, I was like, oh, okay. And now I'm curious. But the, yeah, that's a that's a great piece of terrain kit right there. And for that price, that was just stupid. <laughs> just, yeah. You couldn't go. Yeah, wrong. I was gonna get. I was gonna get some, but by the time I got to the web page, they were it was gone. That's and that's you know that's where that's a really good deal. When I see you guys tweeting it at home, and by the time I get home from work and get the kids situated and make them dinner and sit down in front of the computer, there aren't any left. It's, oh, oh, I missed out. That's terrible. Yep. I'm sure they're gonna make you know there'll be more for sale. I know. Oh sure. I, I can't imagine it was a limited run. It might have been a test the waters run. Yeah, possibly. So, yeah, I just like I said, I and I gotta say, I like the I like that much better than the Goblin Town stuff. I mean, the Goblin Town stuff was nice, though, but all the rickety stuff. I mean, the, you kind of yeah. you know, it might be nice. You mix the two of them up, and you've got a human village with the little Skaven counterpart sort of going on the underground part that, for a display or something like that. That's a good idea. Yeah, see, I'm thinking sometimes. <laughs> just sometimes. Not often. I don't. Hey, don't push. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take what I can get, Dave. There you go. Um, and one last real quick thing, because we're going to actually, I'm going to be talking to Rob about some of this stuff, but, uh, you know, have you been on the WarhammerCommunity.com? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Dude, I like, dude, that is, it's kind of awesome. It's, um, it's, it's flat out amazing, and honestly something... Just from my experience from the past, I never thought we'd see, and I'm really glad to see the company and the direction they're taking, and it's it's very cool. Have you watched the Twitch stream or any of the games? Uh, when they when they were when they were doing that first tournament at Warhammer World, I did watch a bunch of the tournament um, that, that that they were doing live, and it was it was cool. It was great. Because you can go back and watch their. If you get onto their Twitch stream, you can watch any of this stuff. Yeah, you can like do you, the, if you if you missed it live, you, you can still watch it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. No, they're they're doing they're doing a bang up job with it. But that Warhammer community, I remember when I used to get the the daily emails from the Warhammer from their you know from the website, and they had the all the old articles and stuff on file. You'd get the emails from the Astronomicon, and it would have all these articles, and it would all that all like disappeared when they redid the website. And now suddenly it's like when they open it up, there's so much stuff on that. And it's like, I know they were putting a lot of it on the Facebook pages, but, you know, if you can't find what you want going through all the different Facebook pages. And, and oh, you know, okay. Did you hear what I just said? All the yeah, different Facebook pages. 
There's quite a few. <laughs> but they've got like three or four now. And it's just like, who would have thought last year that I would have been saying the, ga- the Games Workshop Facebook page, much less <laughs> the Games Workshop Facebook pages. If you can't find it on the, fa- uh, you know, on the Black Library one or the Forge World one or the 40K one or the AOS one, now, well, they just compile them all into this, onto the, onto the community page. Yeah, it's it's outstanding stuff. So, yeah, I'm so excited. It's and it's only going to get better as they, you know, as they get better and do this more regularly. The you know the content and you know the weekly TV stuff and all that's just going to be fantastic. I'm excited. Yeah, I I definitely want. Uh, I definitely I'm I'm definitely going to sign up for that. Uh, I know the first week they're going to be doing some stuff, but I'm I think they said it's five pounds a month. I don't know what that's going to transfer to in in dollars, but what's it going to be seven eight bucks? I can't six, six to seven. Yeah, um, I'm in for seven bucks a month for yeah. you know all that content. I'm I'm in. You have uh, Amazon Prime. I do. Uh, you can you can link your Twitch account with your Prime account. And it gets you some extra features in in Twitch. Now I don't know if that's going to help with the sub or not, but I did it just in case. So, oh, cool! I had, I'm thank you for giving me that info and and everyone else because, uh, yeah, there you go, folks. If you have Amazon Prime, and you should, <laughs> I don't, <And> you should, <laughs> dude. Amazon Prime. That's from mom. Go talk to mom. Get out of here. Um. Yeah, I mean, dude, Amazon Prime. I we, we save enough on shipping to pay for Amazon Prime five times over over the course of the year. So right there. Same here. I did all my Christmas shopping for at least the last two or three years there. So yeah, I do a big I do a big chunk of it through that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. You know what? I don't want to go too much into it because here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break. Um, through the magic of editing, I'm gonna go talk to Rob from Garage Hammer Community. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. And when, uh, when we come back, uh, Domus and I are going to talk a little bit about, uh, gamer etiquette. We've had a lot of requests for this topic. I know other people have done it. Uh, I'm going to try to make, make it worth listening to again. Uh, if you listen to other podcasts, uh, hopefully our take on my take on it will be worth listening to. And we'll do that when we get back. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter... Those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, 
or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mierce Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mierce-Miniatures.com. And seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there. As well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Warhammer community. I am. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say too much about Warhammer community, other than how much I've been enjoying it because I've got someone from the Warhammer community on the line. So, folks, seriously, uh, I am so pleased to welcome Rob Symes from Games Workshop from the Warhammer community to the show. Rob, thank you for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. Thanks. I'm a long time listener, first time caller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, if you would have told so me fun. even a year ago that I was actually going to have someone from Games Workshop on the show, like, you know, I would have I would have told you you were crazy. This is so cool. <laughs> like what I, you guys are I doing think is it's still awesome. okay to call, I think it's still okay to call me crazy. That's that's not an issue. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's it it is super exciting. Yeah, the 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 outreach that Games Workshop's doing is great. It's the company's always been a very very friendly company. Uh, two people it's just maybe some of the decisions at some levels didn't necessarily work but they're working much better now which is great oh yeah i'm pleased as punch you know i was yeah i was just saying earlier in the show before i brought you in i was like you know um if if you know warhammer community is so much fun because you've got all the articles there and stuff um and if you have any trouble finding anything on the various facebook uh Pages and I was like, can you believe I'm saying various, not uh, not just Facebook page, various Facebook pages. Who would have thought that, you know? Yeah, and, yeah many. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys. I mean, I, I, I'm just going to get my fanboy stuff out of the way and say, you guys are just doing a crack up <laughs> job. Like first it came out, we were all kind of wondering what was going to what what's it going to be like. How much are they going to do? And then you started post. You know, a lot of the stuff was like, "Oh, check out this, check out that." We're like, "Okay, is this going to be more just them kind of advertising, or what's it going to be?" Suddenly, people are asking questions. You guys are cracking jokes back at them and stuff. We're like, "Oh, this is a little more loose than we expected it to be." And now it's fun. It's like I check out this stuff every day, and um, and not just for Duncan. Cause I yeah, well, because yeah. he's become so, a rock star. It, it, yeah, well, he is a rock star. That's a fact. Um, the 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 things to point out about that whole process and everything it's got very little to do with me there's like while i'm on the shows talking and um and you've probably heard me say in the other cast I, really i'm just the person who's getting to talk for everyone and there's a deeply committed level of very talented people at games workshop trying to bring you books art painting 
everything. Uh, For instance, you mentioned the Warhammer community website. uh, That's uh, done by a lady called Sarah, but there's a whole bunch of people, Maddie, who's the artist, and a whole bunch of other people who we have who put that stuff out there. Um, So they do that. Then I've got my boss, Andy. You've got Eddie, who runs the Facebook pages with Nick now, who helps him do that. There's a whole bunch of people. And then obviously you mentioned the dunk. Um, But uh, And then you've got the dunk's got Roger, who is a super talented man who does all of the the reasons the videos look so well and are so uh, serious is because uh, Roger's always telling Dunk to do it properly. Did you call and him Dunk's the just Dunk? Trying. The Dunk. Yeah, okay. he's got so many names. Okay. The Dunk. <laughs> I just, I just, is a current at first, you said him. the Dunk, and it took me some way. Wait, who did I meet? What did I say? Who did I? Okay, Wait, oh, he's David, the Dunk. David, just hold, just hold on one second. Hold on one second. Um, uh, I call him the Dunk, but you really got to ask uh, what Dunk. What do you call yourself? Um, I just. Duncan's good enough for me, but people call me Dunkalunk, Dunconian, the uh, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Can he hear me? Hi, Hi, Duncan. Holy, can he hear you? He says hello. Oh, hello. I can't hear. (laughs) (laughs) And then, would you like to hear? Would you like to hear his video producer, Roger? Who, as far as I'm aware, no one on earth knows who he is. Roger, yes, put him on. That's Roger, folks. That's Roger. Yeah, there you go. There's a first. You heard him here first. <laughs> so that's Rogers. Roger and Duncan are the dream team that bring you the painting videos. I'm totally signed and, up uh, for him Sunday at Adepticon. I'm I'm in his class. I'm in Duncan's class Sunday. Sunday. He's in your class. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he's gonna come over and say hello. I'm oh okay. I'm gonna calm down now. I am t- I'm being such a dork. Okay, all right. I'm done. <laughs> it's okay, just calm. It's I'm fine. such a star collector. This is so bad. Okay. <laughs> All right, so now I'm feeling better. All right, they've so gone off, they've, off, they've gone off to paint something now. Of course no they have. That's I heard that. Like I, I remember reading or heard. Maybe you were even the one who said it. Were you in, that when he's done painting, what he likes to do at home? He likes to go home and paint more. Was that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On his lunch break, he he also paints, but just his painting, his own things. It's, he's <laughs> he's a phenomenal human being. And one of the things that I, I've got to do since since starting to work here is find out how many phenomenal people do work here. Like it's not like as much as you know, fanboy. You were talking about being a fanboy. It's just a level of respect which I've, which as someone who wasn't involved in the business uh, four or five months ago, um, I've really started to garner from every department, publications, and all the background writers and the rules writers, miniatures producers. He, even down to the cleaners and the people who work in the canteen, everyone's very committed to, <laughs> like, it's... I know that sounds really, really lame, but I, I was just talking to some of the cleaners today because they, they're going to come and play on Warhammer Live with their armies, some of which one, one of the cleaners is challenging one of the security guards to try and generate a painted 40,000-point army. So 40,000 oh points in 40 days or I don't know, or 40 months. I don't know what it was, but that's, that's you know, no one really mentions the security team or, or everything else. There's, you know, there's a whole bunch of people, like there is in every company, that do stuff. Um, so it's a big crew. It's cool. <laughs> Super cool. Anyway, no, I'm excited. That's really that's kind of that's kind of awesome to hear. That's really neat. So like everybody's into it from from maintenance to security to the guys who are cooking food in the cafeteria. Like everybody's into it. Yeah, that's... yeah. It can be a challenge walking from one place to the other without getting caught up in too many chats. To be honest. <laughs> uh... Wow. Okay. Cool. So, um, all right. So now, community. I mean, I mean, how long were they prepping that? Because 
you didn't just start with a few articles. Like I remember going on on day one, going, I I can't even look through all this stuff. Like I got to get back to work because yeah. <laughs> it was just a ton. It's, quite, it's quite a lot of content, isn't it? Yeah, um, and it's it's really really good. Uh, I don't I haven't even had a chance to look through all of it yet. To be honest, it's pretty impressive. Um, they've a long time. Uh, there's lots of people working very hard to to really help. Uh, the people that buy our products and, and are involved in our in our entire universe in whatever fashion that might be, whether it's to digital print art or buying miniatures and playing games, which is obviously that's the most obvious. <clears throat> but there's you know to the I, I did a, the live stream the other day for the Black Library authors, um, and that was amazing. You know all the people who were just asking questions and where they were from, and there were people from Brazil and New York and Tokyo and all sorts of places, just listening to and wanting to have these authors talk. And actually, you know that live streaming and Warhammer Live and and that and the community website and all those other things that we're we're getting to do now are really just helping um, kind of put a communication network in for. Um, everything that we're doing because really most of you can't come over here on a regular basis uh you know so let's let's try and bring instead of you lot coming to us let's 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 us go to you uh, true story i was uh, sitting on my lunch break at work and i was watching some of the, the some one of the videos uh not on the live not on twitch i i can't hack into that from work i can't get, break through the firewall thing that work but yes. i was watching on youtube i was watching duncan and uh, one of my students came up and asked what I was watching, and I told him what I was watching. And turns out that um, he has Necrons, and he never mentions it at school because he's in high school and he doesn't want to bring up his, his, his little hobby thing. But he finds out that I play uh, AOS, and so he suddenly comes up and he's like showing me pictures of his Necrons, and suddenly there's a whole bunch of kids coming around. And like they found out where my local gaming group is, and like, well, when do you guys play? And I'm like, well, we're going to be setting up this, this, and this uh, after New Year. I'm going to be setting up a painting, uh, like a basic speed painting class for kids who want to learn, who just got into it, who want to learn how to, you know, get their army painted quick. If you guys are interested in that, you can call the store. And so, like, just watching the videos with other people, there's like all of a sudden, like, there's more kids coming in. And I, of course, I pointed them to all the, you know, the Facebook pages and all that, but. You know, just people seeing other people, what you guys are doing, just getting that out there, just brought more people yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a cool. Like, uh, it's a, it's. <laughs> I know it's gonna sound really silly, but it's a super cool hobby. I do it because I really enjoy the hobby. You know, to me, it's as cool as Marvel or anything else that's Harry Potter or whatever. You know, might be big. Uh, you know, which is very much culturally applied to that. It's funny when when we started talking about the live streaming and, and covering games, people are like, well, people watch that, and I'm like, well, people watch golf. Yeah, <laughs> people, people, you know, uh, and, and I find it now like I'm I'm a. Uh, rigidly i was like the last live streaming gaming that we covered i was rigidly gripped to what um uh, was happening in the game and it's actually incredibly if you join a game right at the start it's so so interesting what's going to happen over the course of a game i find um, i'll tell you um that the last game of the turn the first t- government you guys uh, the first tournament you guys covered live at, at Warhammer World, I forget the name of the tournament, yeah. but when it was Russ um, and and the gentleman whose name I'm blanking who had the orcs, dude, I was watching that. Like I I stopped what I was doing at home, and I was yeah. especially when they listed what the army lists were, and he got first turn, and then they were going and they rolled three times and they tied three times to see who got that got initiative on the second turn. Yeah, I, I was I was riveted, like I'm like oh god, I'm like because it really so much was hinging on the the certain dice rolls and seeing what was going on. 
I, I was totally enmeshed. My son came came home from he was out doing something. He's like, Dad, what are you watching? I'm like, uh, last top table, last game at the Warhammer tournament. He pulls up a chair. He's like, who's winning? I'm like, nobody yet. It's still in, right in the beginning. <laughs> and yeah. We yeah. just sat there watching yes. the game. My daughter came up. She's like, which army is that? I'm like, it's orcs versus uh, versus um, the chaos guys. And she's like, are they ogres? And that's her. She's 10. She's got an ogre army. I'm like, nope. She's like, all right, well, if they got ogres, call me. <laughs> she walks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she goes. Yeah. She's that's great. Only interested in that's ogres. Great. You know, she's well, 10. That's, you know? Yeah, that's really interesting because we, we were talking about this and um, and faction bias and, and conversations where people are going to only want to watch the armies they're going to want to watch because uh, it breaks down Warhammer Live is kind of an evolution of the thought process of how do we cover gaming in like a, with a media aspect and you have to admit there's a whole bunch of companies and people that already cover uh, especially Warhammer but all tabletop gaming in some capacity you know and there's some people that do it great who I've been avid fans of for many years um, like you've got YouTube people and then you've got people that have their own companies or whatever that do produce these things and they're wicked and they're great but no one I think has really covered the game in this format as we're doing so and that was one of the things that we started to look at we were like what's the most exciting what's the most riveting way to cover a game of Warhammer you know um, and, and I, I think we've really we've really hit our stride with what that is and then how it's going to look and uh, is something that's going to evolve over the, the next few years definitely because uh, the first few that we've done have, have, been, have been good uh, but they haven't hit a benchmark of quality that I'm even anywhere happy with yet um, and I think that's what the thing that we could definitely look to improve and we're intending to improve time and time again so that's fairly thrilling as a concept yeah um, I mean I, yeah, I enjoyed what I was seeing and I gotta tell you I mean just I mean I mean how many other channels are there I mean I mean Twitch's whole thing there's people who sit and watch other people play video games which yes, I, yes. I, I enjoy playing video games and, and if I'm sitting with a friend and watching him play a game I'll watch yes. him play a game, and I'll and I'll if I can interact with him while he's playing and talking. I I wouldn't necessarily maybe watch a video game like online like that, um, but I can see where people who are into it would, and I I can see. I mean, yeah, people who are into Warhammer. Like I said, my son pulled up and was watching. My daughter, like I said, if like I said, she she's really into her. Like I said, she's ten. I mean, if once she gets yeah. past her first, I'm certain once she gets past her first army and gets into her second army, then she'll be watching everything too. But uh, yeah. covering it like a sporting event, you know, one guy calling, you know, you get a color commentator and a guy who's, uh, you know, yeah, you, we've the, got the strategy we've got- guy. And there you go. I mean, that's I was having a blast watching it. Um, and yeah. I'm excited good. to see what's good, coming good. on for the regular, you know, for the three for the regular channel now, because now explain what you've got going on with the with the Twitch live channel, because that's uh, that's you, you, OK. Now, do, so do we got to subscribe so I- to see that. Is that how that works? So, so, the, so we've we've there's been some like pushback from the community generally in that conversation, um, and when we announced it, and there's some other stuff. So, basically, it's uh, it's Twitch TV forward slash Warhammer is is the channel. Uh, we do have another channel, a community channel, which if ever we need to stream two streams at once, which when we go to the LVO, that's probably very much the case. Um, but stuff is available there. But it basically, if you watch it live, so we've got three days of content. Wednesday is all Warhammer Age Sigma. Uh, Thursday is kind of like a TV show um, of, of content, which is really quite exciting. And then Friday is Warhammer 40,000. Um, so, you know, if you, uh, but if you watch it live, it's free. Yeah, uh, that's so what I thought. Yeah, if you can watch live yeah, for free, if, it's if just you, if you, if you want to get it, archived shows, you got to pay. 
Yeah, so video they're called VODs, so video on demand. So, and I, and I'll be honest, I think it's going to be quite tough for people to watch all of it live, um, or, or people might want to watch stuff back because we're we're talking about. I mean, I'm sat there with a I'm sat here with a spreadsheet in front of me showing me what it is, and it's it's quite a huge amount of content. It's you know, nearly twenty hours a week um, of content. Yeah, dude, I got to work. Uh, which, yeah, <laughs> I, got three, I got three kids. I'd like to watch. Plus, I'm six hours. Behind. So, if you, if what time do you broadcast? Like from England, what time are you broadcast? So, we, so, we, so, so we, so we plan that a little bit. So we start it. We start uh, broadcasting uh, on a two uh, thirty here, British Standard Time, which puts you at about eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, about eight thirty in the morning. I'm literally yeah. just starting to teach, and as much as I would love to just put that up and be like, "Hey, kids, watch with me," my boss would be like, "What exactly is the learning objective here?" And I'd be like. <laughs> Um, I'm fired. Yeah, but we That's, did, yeah. but me and me and the guys are doing late days here in England, so that it's more translatable to an international audience. Because uh, it's obviously it's late evening for people in the UK because it's like seven or eight hours long. So if you're in the if you're at work in the UK and you come home and sit down, you've had a tough day. You're going to get to watch a game of Warhammer, which I think is quite exciting. Yeah, uh, especially if you're into the hobby, or you know, you sat down, you started painting, and that's what you're into. That's great. And similarly, if you're if you're in America. Um, yeah, if you're working all day, because the days are a bit odd. Everyone's like, why is it midweek? It's a great question, because we need to cover events at the weekend, uh, and that's quite important to do as well. Um, and we can't, there's no point doing two things at once. Uh, you know, the, some of the weekend stuff that we've got coming up, uh, Adepticon is an example. That's thoroughly thrilling that we're going to be covering stuff from there. Um, so we want, and we wanted something regular and scheduled so people could kind of start to develop their own. Um, communities like you were just talking about with with those kids like just you know they're more going around their house whoever's house on a wednesday evening or a friday evening to watch the game system that they really love and you know and kind of just get involved and cheer on their favorite faction or team uh i think that's really important that we we do that and we have it consistent and regular so no, it's, that's it's why super that's there. i'm actually you know like and I've always been 40 curious, and I actually just started building my first 40k army for a tournament yeah. I'm going to. Um, and so now I'm now I'm in both systems. I've you've you've got me with you've got me in, in on all on all cylinders now. Um, <laughs> Good. I have, you, now you get all my money. There you go. Good. We'll eat ramen yep. this week. I have to get more space marines. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> I'm actually most excited about like Thursday. It's like it's anything can happen day. Like, that's... okay. Yeah, so should we go through the co- should we go through the content real quick? Yeah, let's talk about that. And do you want to do you want to do you want to get in a bit of an exclusive on what some of that content might be? Because uh, uh, no, Garage no Hammer exclusive, yeah. folks. Garage Hammer exclusive. You heard it here first. It, Eat it, Tomlin. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so what's quite so we got the Wednesday um and uh that's warhammer age of sigma so it's super cool so uh we kick off uh, i think we kick off at three o'clock british standard time um and uh we've got a campaign game so um we've got uh if you take the general's handbook if you happen to flick through that if you guys got one at home if you don't you should get one um and then in it there's a there's a map campaign and there's a little picture in the bottom left hand corner that's actually a real realm of battle board that an incredibly talented man here at games workshop called chris peach kind of built a mini a mini kind of map on a realm of battle tile which is super great um and what's going to happen is is uh there's there's two places there's a there's a little city and there's a little very dark area and a, a death army is going to be coming through a realm gate trying to secure a foothold uh and then a, a very his chris's very beautiful um order army which is something to be if you've happened to catch it on the facebook posts 
Um, and also, if you go on Warhammer Community, you can find the map that I'm talking about and probably Chris's army. Uh, you're going to get to see those an order army and a death army kind of fight it out. And as the story progresses, um, you're going to see how that story is going to evolve. And then eventually you might see that map uh, be brought to life on a, a grander scale. Uh, so that's that's how that campaign and the, um, our focus on the Mortal Realms is going to focus for the first few months, uh, which is exciting. And, and, and to... To say that there's not going to be some surprises and some interesting stuff is an understatement, so that's quite cool. Uh, and then similarly, uh, for if you're a big Warhammer 40,000 fan, if you listen to this and you like that, and there you are, you're a bit 40k curious now, um, we have a campaign, uh, a pretty exciting one, where... Uh, we're going to focus uh, on... Uh, there's going to be a... Is it Fenris? There's going to be... A, uh, no, 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 that, no, just, not yet. I had no. to ask. <laughs> <laughs> With all this, no, you've that got, Magnus uh, model, dear Lord, I hate to I sidetrack, know. but come on. I almost bought that last Friday, and I have absolutely no reason to. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> I've, I've just been sat watching Duncan paint it for the painting video for about, I don't know, two or three weeks, I think, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, then you turn it into like, like a two-hour video, and you're just like, wow, he's... Yeah, those guys work pretty hard. He's like hard the to Bob Ross of of model painting. He really is. He just gets in there, all calm, all sweet. Look at this. Just get it together. Boom, done. That's like amazing. Yeah, he's that friendly as well. He's a super nice bloke. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, and then the the Warhammer Forty Thousand uh, scenario is a, is a, is a unit of uh, well, uh, some some ultramarines of are traveling um, on their way to somewhere. Of course, uh, they are. undisclosed. Uh, as undisclosed as to where because that will become important in the future um and uh they uh, get waylaid by a planet uh, needing help because of some gene stealer cults uh, and then you get to see how that story is going to progress as well it, it as i've suggested before it does make sense that um the stories and narratives that we're trying to interwi- intertwine into warhammer tv uh, become relevant to future releases so um uh, you, I would start to. Uh, I suppose it's a bit like Lost or uh, you know your favorite TV show. You're like, so we're going to start watching mean? this, and now it's going to be all over. That's all we're going to be doing: watching for clues. This, oh, <laughs> you are, oh, talk. No, oh, that's evil. <laughs> that's exciting. Isn't that exciting though? I am totally. Um, I am stoked. Seriously, you just got my money because now I'm going to have to go back and watch every bit of it. And then in the evenings on a Wednesday and a Friday for the respective game systems, we'll be covering competitive games. Um, so uh, army. Uh, put together to to win scenarios um, and, and and win objectives and win games, um, and then uh, we have write ups. Um, and then depending, the functionality is actually quite difficult to do, but depending on whether or not we can for the first week, but definitely the plans are in the future that those armies are then just available as web bundles, so you can just go. Oh, that that seems like a cool army. I'll just buy that army, and you just click it once, and off you go. Okay, so they, the, uh, see, you, you guys, you're not missing a trick here. And here, I thought you were going to just have this. I don't, think that's a, I don't think that's a trick, actually. I think it answers a really, really simple question that where you, you say to yourself, what do I want? Like, you know, and I've done it myself going into a shop, and I'm sure you can relate to this exact story. Um, you know, you want something, but you're not sure what. Uh, and the idea of uh, uh, someone, you know, someone makes a crazy list or a crazy idea, you have to go and find out where that, you know, how do you even hear about those crazy lists or those crazy ideas to go and research them, to go and buy them? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, um, I, mean, I didn't mean it in a negative in a negative way. I'll use a real word. Um, I just yeah. meant like you, 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 like you've got every, I mean, you're not missing anything. Like you've got everything, you know, you've thought of everything. That's just, no, I would do the, I would do the same thing. Hey, if you liked what we just played. Here's the list, you know, you can go, 
it's right there. Go get it. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, and this is how it works. Yeah, which is cool. And then it's not from us; it's from whoever's designed the list. Right. So they can just go. This this is how that works, or this is how I think it works, and this is what I do with it. Um, and what's really cool is you might see that and think, actually, I would do something slightly different. You know, uh, I know for one, when I was watching one of the games uh, at the tournament we streamed recently, I was screaming at the guy to go and charge at something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have been doing it on the cast actually. I was like, just charge! Uh, and he hadn't. And, um, and and that backseat warhammering is, uh, I think, something that's going to be done in the future. Someone might get so mad that they just go and buy an army and go, this is what you do with it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. I love that idea. <laughs> just a- <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy this army just to show you how to play with it the right way. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great, isn't you it? You don't know what you're doing. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so, See, and here, so that, that. I love that you're going heavy with the narrative gaming stuff too though that you know you're not just it's not just uh lots of games lots of here we're playing this many points here's a competitive scenario here's a competitive scenario you've got a whole campaign set out you've got stories you're being told because that's 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 i mean that's where my fun is you know, I'll, I only go to maybe three tournaments a year. I know you guys have tournaments like every weekend out in England. I, I listen to the podcast too, and I know what Tomlin's doing, like what, five tournaments in five weekends or something really just insane like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I go to maybe three a year, and the rest of the time I'm in my basement painting and just playing with friends and looking through the books and like, hey, let's mix this time of war with this scenario over here and, and put it on this table and we'll throw this terrain down and see what happens. And when it yeah. goes when it goes completely sideways, turn two, well, let's take this out and try it again. So let's try to, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got two Mighty Empires boxes, the old Mighty Empires boxes. Oh, cool. And I'm, and I'm still trying to put together a giant map and figure out how I'm going to work that into something for this so that we can play on that with your guy with the other campaign stuff because it's it's all for me and and the friends who have stayed you know when everything got shook up last year we you know things yeah. some people went one way some people went another um the people who stayed and the new people who've joined in are all about wanting to play these narrative fun campaigns when we're just getting together and i'm yes. glad you guys are doing that as 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 a and just if, if if not only just to show people that you can, but for the inspiration, because I'm going to be stealing the hell out of that stuff if it's good. I ain't lying. You know, yeah. <laughs> you put it up there. Hey, let's play that because I don't have to think. Yeah. I don't have to make it up myself. That looked like fun. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that 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 would be really cool for people to to get those options. And also, obviously, everything that we generate can then go onto the Warhammer community website afterwards as well. So there's a whole bunch of uh, – as a conduit of creativity for the company, it's pretty impressive. As I've stated before in other podcasts, I'm definitely the bottleneck to that situation. Uh, the, the sheer wealth of creativity. And and then also, it's kind of like the bottleneck goes backwards as well because it's the sheer wealth of creativity that we have here at Games Workshop is matched by the community of people and all – all of the people who are involved with Warhammer who don't work for Games Workshop, which is the you know you yourself and the whole community of people who are out there, uh, and and then the, uh, you know we uh, we I similarly uh, are a bottleneck back for all of the amazing ideas. You know you said we'd thought of everything. Um, that's probably not true. There's probably a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff we haven't thought of, and 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 chip in and let us know because like it, it it makes it makes what all of us love better. And let's do that. Um, I, I'm pretty committed to that ideal, to be honest. So that's cool. Yeah, no, and, and you guys have been really cool about with the with uh, especially on the Facebook page asking for suggestions, asking, and 
quite tolerant. I was surprised certain things just didn't get deleted. I got to say, you guys were quite tolerant of some of the some of the trolls and stuff like that. I mean, you guys have been really cool about it and really put stuff out there and have been. Uh... So so since since so since I started working here, um, uh, Eddie, who you might have seen on the the uh, yeah the live streams with me, um, I've got to find out who Eddie is and, and work quite closely with him. And and he is a razor wit mind. He is sharp and funny and unflappably nice in almost all situations. Um, and uh, most of the time, uh, a response will be dealt with by him. And I'll be honest, uh, I, I, I'm quite good at talking. I don't have a problem with talking, and I can talk forever. Um, he's not someone who I'd want to bandy words with. <laughs> I don't, I feel comfortable arguing with or discussing things with most people. I feel he's got the edge on me, and that's quite terrifying for me. It's very <laughs> rare I felt that. And that, that's some egotism there. That's fair. You know, that's okay. Muhammad Ali had it in, in buckets, and that wasn't a problem. Um, uh, but, yeah, he's he's a super sharp guy, and, and his response is on – I can sometimes just read the Facebook post just to see what he's responded with, yep. which sometimes is just 10 out of 10. No, he's, uh, he's in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, he's a great human being. Yeah. So what's going on on Thursdays? That's what I'm really excited about. What's going okay, on, on cool. Thursdays? So we've got, we've got a bunch of different sections uh, and it's going to be quite regular, but some stuff will change. Uh, so the first week on the Thursdays, I can just give you a whole run through of what we're going to get, uh, which is quite cool. So there's a mailbag section, which is fun. Uh, everyone likes a mailbag. Um, and then getting Games Workshop to actually talk on the telly about some messages and ideas that they've had from the community is quite cool. Uh, so we're doing that for a bit. Uh, then we've got a Black Library author. We'll probably have a Black Library author most weeks. Uh, and the first week, we're talking to the very talented Mr. Nick Kime, if you've read any of Nick's oh, stuff. Yep, yep, yep. So Nick will be on the telly, and you can ask him questions and talk to him. And if you're a big Nick Kime fan, you can see what he's up to and, and you know generally just respond. And I'm sure he's got some stuff he can talk to you about, which is cool. Uh, and then we have the uh, ever-glorious, Mr. The, the Lord of Layers, Mr. Duncan Rhodes. Um, and uh, he is going to be uh, on for 30 minutes doing uh, a painting session, although it's not... This week isn't a painting session. This week is going to be a conversation about uh, painting armies. Um, uh, and what I mean by that is, is the, the question I posed to him was, if, if I bought one of these one-click bundle armies um, and I wanted to build it to play with it, um, as opposed to uh, build it and paint each model as well as he paints it, uh, how would I go about doing that quite efficiently and well, but still putting something out on the tabletop that I would be quite proud of? So he's going to, you know, with his level of uh, the quality to which he holds himself at painting individual miniatures, he's going to give you a kind of a step-by-step process of how to start approaching painting large large armies. Um, nice. Or, you know, because we've all got boxes of unbuilt miniatures um, or even entire armies that maybe <laughs> aren't fully painted. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm okay. It's true for me. Yeah, you too. I'm sure that's true for many people. I've got so a whole happy. closet. It's like a mini games workshop store just waiting. <laughs> Open me. Right, and, and, Love me. <laughs> and I think one of the things Duncan's really good at with the dailies is inspiring you to uh, – is breaking down that barrier of entry for whatever it is that you might want to paint, um, you know. This technique or that technique might be quite daunting, especially if you're a new person to the hobby and uh, and you don't know what you want to paint or how to paint it. Having a video there explaining that's really useful and incredibly good. Um, if you're someone who goes, I really want to play a game of Warhammer, um, how do I put all that out really quickly? Because that's what I want to achieve. Uh, that's a conversation we're going to have. Which is My quite cool. entire Stormcast army was made just <laughs> from watching the video. 
of how to paint those guys. Like literally everything I've got so far, I got. I watched the yeah. video. I went through the paints. I wrote the list of paints out, made sure I had them all, and I've gone through. And at this point, I can kind of do it without the video because I've done like I've painted like sixty of these infantry guys at this point. But yeah, I, I, literally, like and and. I did learn stuff. In fact, there was one thing he said offhand that I never realized. I th- I think it was if you thin your paints too much, you'll get these little these these little weird marks or or things in it. And I had been getting that, and I didn't realize that's what it was. In fact, I thought I wasn't thinning it out enough, and I was getting these weird marks. And it was yeah. just like, oh, then it suddenly clicked. And it was just an offhand remark he made, and I was like, oh, thank goodness! Like <laughs> it just just finally worked. But um. Yeah, honestly, this Stormcast army is the best. That's the best army I've done, and it's just it's literally all just, based on his painting video. Yeah, and it, I mean, and I have trouble seeing some of the differences and some of the layers and things he does. Like when I started, and it's like I'm now starting to see where those little bits and pieces go together. It's why I freak out, like when you brought him on and let him say hi, and why I'm so excited I got the thing because it's you know it's the old you know. I mean, you know the people in the community. You look at the one yeah. in, the, in the magazine, and the magazine's always, yes. it's like, here, do this, now put this step Beautiful. on, now here's this step, now you have a golden demon picture. And I'm looking at it, it looks like there's steps missing, no matter how many, or it looks like, here, put this on, now put this layer, now put this third layer, and I'm like, this looks like the first picture. Like, I don't see why you <laughs> did the first layer when you just covered it all up again. I don't get it. Watching him do it in the video and kind of talk his way through it, helped me so it's like okay i kind of get it now not maybe not 100 percent, but seriously my whole army is just watching his videos so yeah i get excited when you say he's going to come on and talk about that stuff because i'll listen to anything he says because he's he's brought my game up a, a lot a good 20 percent, 30 percent just yeah and that's true that's true across the the board for the community isn't it um and like the work that those two do, uh, Roger and Duncan, is prodigious, uh, and also just super helpful for those people. Um, but it's fair to say some people do buy the models to actually want to play a game. So um, some people may not be committed to the, the, the you know the golden demon level of painting when they want to put a, an army down to play. Uh, so he's going to come and talk about how to start to put your army so it's like it's good enough that it looks like what it's meant to look like, which is good, and then you can play a game with it, and then you can come back and improve it later, which I think is a great conversation. No, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it'll be a great. So what else you got? And then we, and then we've got we've got we've got a little community corner, which is uh, where we're going to generate some, where we're going to be talking about events coming up, not just from us, but uh, people from around the world. Obviously, you've got LVO, we've got Adepticon, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm sure. I'm sure there are huge events or tiny events or little communities of people like those kids in that school playing like you were just discussing. Um, and we can start to help uh, engender those communities across the world. So we've got that little section there. Uh, then we've got uh, the awesome Mr. Phil Kelly is going to be on the telly, um, if you know yeah. uh, who Phil Kelly is. Um, and he's going to be talking to me about a really interesting section, uh, where how... Um, uh, little bits of background text in army books over the years have led to entire codexes or uh, battle tomes or things becoming uh, coming to life or characters or you know big stuff like that little um, lines that kind of produce something more does that make sense oh yeah i mean the whole hit i remember what was it a year or so ago when you guys put out in the white dwarf that one little blurb in second edition about the horus heresy Spawned, yes. spawned yes. the Horus Heresy. I mean, gee whiz. 
you know. Yeah, so so uh, he's, he's coming on, and it, and what's really cool is I just got to say, you have carte blanche. What would you like to talk about? And he's like, this is something incredibly exciting, you know. And he's been working for Games Workshop for sixteen years. So having someone like that's like, this is something that I'd want to talk about, and I want the you know the community to know about. That's that's something we're going to get to do, and we're going to feature the studio writers almost all the time. Cool. So someone in some capacity is going to come in and talk about something, and it probably makes sense that if there's a release coming up, then someone's going to come and talk about whatever that releases nice. um, in the future so that's pretty exciting for the Thursdays and then I think this isn't confirmed yet so take this pinch of salt but we've just had a brand new Hobbit book out I don't know if you know that yeah um, yeah. yeah 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 so uh, Mr. Adam Troke who is the lead designer on that uh, he might be coming to talk to us about that as well which is quite exciting so that's quite a a, a full Thursday of, of stuff. Each one of those is cool just to listen to, but that's the whole. That's all of that in a day, yeah. and then that'll be replicated on Thursdays. So stuff like, like that. So you're, getting, you're putting out what you said almost twenty hours a week. Yeah, yeah, almost a week. Yeah, that's like eighty hours a month. And how much does this cost? If you want to, so if you want to watch it, it, if you watch it yeah, live, watch, I mean, you know, get a job. But, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing with those eight hours? Um, (laughs) But if you um, if you watch it live, it's free. But then if you want to watch it back on demand, uh, that's going to be it's five pounds a month is a subscription to Twitch, uh, which for eight hours, twenty hours a week is decent. For for eight hours a month, it's crazy, uh, I think. And some people are saying, oh, you know, um, I've seen some. I have seen some comments like this is me saying it now. Um, You know, I've seen people saying, oh, you know, why would I pay? And I'm like, well, because it's it's quality content. If effectively, if not enough people, uh, much like a print magazine or anything else you can think of in the universe, if not enough people pay for that thing. People pay for miniatures, so we're going to keep making miniatures for a long time, uh, which is cool. Uh, but if people don't pay for this, then the company will go, well, people don't really like that, so we're not going to let that happen anymore, which is fair. Yeah. That's a really well, good way to go like about it, I think. That's like a month in Amer- American, isn't it? I mean, for 80 hours of content, that's like 10 cents an hour. Like, I don't know too many things I can do for 10 cents an hour. You know, <laughs> you sit down. Yeah, I mean, eight bucks. I mean, I can't go to. I mean, I can go to five dollar Tuesdays to the movies and sit in, in in insane crowds. But a movie costs more than that, and that's like two hours. And I'm not even guaranteed I'm going to enjoy it. In fact, half the time I don't. You know, um, for eight, that's like ten, seriously eighty hours a month. That's that's. I mean. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going. I'm taking your word for it. But based on the YouTube yeah. videos and stuff, and what I've seen already live streaming, I mean, you got you got my eight bucks or whatever it's going to cost in in American dollars at least the first good. month. I'm I'm in. Yeah, good. It, it, it's it's just and also, and this is a really important point for the community. The more people we have who you know who not only just come and watch it live, but who who kind of watch that back catalog of stuff that's going to really quite develop quite quickly. Um, the more content we can put out, like we, we're not yet, as of yet, uh, covering Blood Bowl. If we get enough people, we could do that. We're not yet covering the Horus Heresy. If we get enough people, we could do that. You know, um, there's a whole bunch of things that we can expand into um, uh, with more time and more resources. Uh, but we just need to know that there's enough of a crowd to do that because it's a big, it's a big punt for the company as well. Because as wargaming goes. Um, there really isn't. I mean, we have battle reports, which you've seen, and you have whole companies yep. who do those. Uh, but as you know, as us as a company, 
um, actually testing the waters and this is what the community wants. This is this is the question, really. We're putting it out there and we're saying, is this what you want? Put your money where your mouth is instead of just umming and ahhing and complaining or, or being joyous, whatever, whichever, you know, whichever of the <laughs> whichever the reactions you are when, when <laughs> stuff gets announced or released. Um, you know, this is a very much like, OK, I like this. I'm going to pay, you know, which is great. And if you don't like it, don't. No, that's, that's yes, yeah. that's, fair, that's the fairest. <laughs> well, exactly. Fairest there you go. Give it a shot, and if you don't like it, don't re up. It works. Works for me. Yeah. Um, so we start next week. Yeah, uh, which is cool. So on the fourteenth is Age of Sigma. Fifteenth is a Thursday, so that's kind of like our TV show. And then the sixteenth is is Warhammer Forty Thousand, uh, which is super cool. Now I'm going to be watching Rogue One on the sixteenth, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to miss the first forty k, which is why I have to pay because I got to have to come back and watch it on the weekend because I got the VOD. No, that that that, uh, that first week of VOD is free. No, see, they, oh, just, oh. we've advertised that. We've advertised that, so then people can go. Okay, I missed it. What is it like? And they go, oh, this is what it's like. You can watch it. I don't want to make you with it. I don't want to, uh, me personally, I wouldn't want anyone to pay for something before they've tried it. That just seems silly. All right, folks. So there uh, you go. Go on. Uh, this is, this is, this is going to, this is out before, this will be out before the, the 14th. So go watch the first week. Check it out. If you like it, drop a couple of bucks. It's worth it. You're going to love yeah. it. You're going to love it. If you're listening, if, cool. if you listen to this show, that's got you. Got to be you. Got to have to love that that stuff. Oh, we so. should have you on. We should have you on talking one time. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would actually. I would love to. I would love to. You want to have me on? I will do it. I don't know why you'd want to have me on, but I'll do it. <laughs> well, if you get your army painted up, uh, I'm sure. We're <laughs> to, uh, I'm sure when uh, we're at well, I'll, we'll I'll be, be at Adepticon. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing in the team tournament with Greg Dan actually, and I'll be playing at. Uh, and I'll be playing in the. Uh, and the in the first day of the GT, I'll definitely be playing. I had to make a choice to play both days or to go to Duncan's painting class. And oh, that's so sweet! <laughs> I'll tell him. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, and I don't want to criticize, but you guys, all the all the AOS tournament stuff goes until like six or seven o'clock, and you scheduled all of your classes between like four and six. So yeah. we had to yeah. make a choice. <laughs> Do we want to play today, or do we want to go to a class? And I, the one class I wasn't going to miss, dude. I don't get to go to England. I don't get to leave the country. I hardly get to leave the state. You're missing the second day of a tournament just so, to be able to go to Duncan's class. Yeah, basically they had. Well, they had the option. You could do a one day, or you can do both. And Sunday's always wow. a crunch day for me anyway to get home because I got kids and I got to get them ready for school on Monday. It's always the crunch day, so I'm like, well, I can sign up for just the one day and do it as the th- a one day three round, or I can stay for the full five. And I'm like, nah, well, dude. Well, well, that's that's very kind of you. Hello. Oh my god, it's Duncan. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, Hello. That's Colton. very kind of you to I'm <laughs> so highly, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, you said Adepticon, the 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 GT, the two day GT. You have an option to do just Saturday, or you can do Saturday and Sunday, so that people who need to bug out earlier have things they have to do can just do the one day. I always do the two day because I only live about an hour away, but. Uh, that was the only option. That was the only time I could get in to see your class. And it's like, I ain't, I ain't going to get to England anytime soon. So if I wanted to take your class, that was the choice I had to make. Uh, well, I hope I don't disappoint. I'll, I'll do my best to <laughs> give a good show. Wow. No, that's uh, no, Rob, no. Hey, Rob man. The, uh, the headset on me at the moment. He's looking at me with a, a smile on his face. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling him, hey, thank you for what you've been doing because and, and now the listeners are hearing you again. My entire Stormcast army is painted because I basically watched and copied your videos. 
Hey, that's great. That's awesome. Cool. And, so um, the Hammers of Sigma scheme. Oh, yeah. I, I, I chose that beforehand. I was just thankful you chose that scheme because I was like, okay, look, this is going to make it easy. And I went through. <laughs> well, people want to paint them, you know, like how they appear on the box. We figured that would be the most uh, common request. And, well, it seems to be. You know, people seem to like it. Uh, no. So that's great. That's got you to paint your whole army with it. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. And I've followed all the steps. I've learned some new techniques. Uh, I've learned a bunch from you. Thank you so much because that's that's fantastic. I heard uh, I heard you're painting Magnus. <laughs> uh, rumor has it. <laughs> <laughs> How long is that? Is that video going to be longer than the Archeon video, or was which one was tougher? I mean, if you're still painting him, I know it's not quite done oh. yet. No, Magnus. Magnus is uh, is up now, I believe. Oh, is um, it up now? Okay, I haven't been able Magnus to check it for more than a week. It became much shorter than we expected it to. Actually, it was down to um, it's about forty minutes, half an hour, forty minutes, I think. Yeah, in the end of it, um, the model actually turned out to be a lot easier than we expected when we started doing it. Because we do a lot of dry brushing on it, you see. Oh, okay. And uh, that led us through the stages much faster than we expected. We thought it'd be more like Dorgar and Archeon, where it takes a long time to go back and forth between different details to get them all to blend together. But no, oh, Magnus, it was much easier than we thought. And having all the armor kept separate, spraying that silver and then sticking that on, that speeds things up much uh, a lot as well. So, yeah, it turned out to be a lot easier than we thought. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, but that one's online now, I think. So, and, uh, yeah. Of all It'd these... be easy to steal techniques from that and other, put them on other things. Of all these armies you've been putting and painting, uh, obviously you're doing all the stuff for the, for the, uh, for the Warhammer TV. Um, yeah. What's been your favorite to paint so far have you had a favorite of any like uh, any units or army or or individual model has anything just really been like this was a pure joy um i think the most fun one uh, certainly for roger and me when we were filming it was doing all the the nurgle stuff back when we we're doing the end times things the uh, the putrid blight kings and uh all got demon spew as well uh, because the models are disgusting so it was really fun <laughs> doing all yeah, like bringing that all across, like on the Black King, doing all the bruising on the skin and all that kind of thing, all the pustules and all that. It just looked horrible. So it was really fun doing it. Cool. I think I enjoyed doing those the most. And they're also, they're actually quite easy models to paint. So it was cool showing how easy it can be to do them and to get a great result with them too. So yeah, I think that was my favorite. Nice. Um, although, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's not my army that I collect though. It's just one that I dabbled with. And <laughs> That was actually um, my next question. Might I ask, what is it, when you paint for, for, for Duncan, not for, for work, what are you painting? Um, oh, I've, I'm a bit of a hobby butterfly, they'd call me. <laughs> I'm all over the place, painting different things all the time. Um, I've, uh, I'm a bit notorious for always saying I collect Bretonians because <laughs> the reaction amuses me. <laughs> like, like how Rob's just done right now. <laughs> um, well, I like them because I like all the bright colours. Um, and, uh, you know, they're kind of... Because I was a kid, I used to like them when I was younger, so I still got a load of those. But uh, for the newer stuff, I'm at the moment I'm dabbling with some Stormcast that I'm doing a quite a different sort of scheme on. Um, I'm going for something to make them look very um, kind of Grecian, very ancient style. So I'm going for lots of deep bronzes on their armor and lots of metallics and stuff, and um, like purple and blue cloaks, that kind of thing. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's just in the testing phase at the moment. I've just done a Knight Questor, who's nearly finished at the moment, and I've given him a, a round shield, um, like you know the ones that you get with the uh, the prosecutors, the smaller round shields. Right. He's got one of those. He's got a great big crest. He looks like he's a look, well, looks like an ancient Greek warrior, really. And um, that's the kind of thing I'm experimenting at the moment and seeing what I can do with that. So I'm looking at adding lots of Stormcast in that kind of way. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, for, for Warhammer 40,000, I've got an Imperial Knight army, um, which is, um, I've got too many knights, I think. <laughs> Can you ever <laughs> you know, have the, too yeah. many? Well, I, at the moment I've got seven, uh, and I've only played one game where I used all seven of them at once, and it was, um, it was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was for someone's birthday, this big game, and I, they were insisting I use all of them, so I did, and they, they killed a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> then they should. <laughs> they should. Yeah, yeah I, tend to, I tend to paint things that we generally aren't doing at work, so when it's at work, it's kind of, it's more of a first time for me painting it, so it's fresher and a bit more new. Then when I'm doing my own things, I'll tend to do something that's not happening at work at that point. Um, I find for me it makes it a little bit more interesting to mix it up like that. So when you okay, so you play 40k and you've got your Imperial Knights. Do you play AOS? And if so, what army do you play? Yeah, yeah well, um, yeah. I've, let me think. I've got a, I've got a Zinch army that I did back when they were playtesting it. In fact, way back, um, I, I, uh, it's you know all Chaos Warriors and all that kind of thing. It's all okay. the um, all the what they call the Slaves to Darkness, right? And they're all painted in very Zinch and star color schemes, so kind of like a metallic blue. It's actually a lot like the scheme that's in the um, the, the Quest for Garmaraz and all that. Um, okay. So yeah, I got. That at first, then when the box game came out, I painted the contents of the Stormcast side in my own colour scheme. Um, the uh, the Lion Salicent, I called them. And they're kind okay. of like a black ski, black armour. But because um, the armour's got this, um, it's very clear sort of patterns to it and trim, I just edge highlighted it with golds instead. So it's got, it, it's very um, ornate looking armour. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then, uh, then well, I painted the bretonians that i did and uh yeah so at the moment i'm just looking back at more of these stormcasts so i'm, I'm dabbling all over at different ideas uh, rob's rob's staring at me at the moment i think i need to pass back to him okay no hey, duncan <laughs> okay. uh wow that wow thank you so much for coming on and talking oh, talking right. to me man that's, that's right it's a pleasure it's actually quite nice to talk to you i have listened to your podcast before wow. when i was painting those Breton- i was listening to your end times narration <laughs> oh you did oh yeah yeah I, th- I, I'm, I hope you liked it, man. It was it was so much yeah, fun to put together. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's your enthusiasm for all of it. That's what I like about your podcast. Well, so you know what? You guys write great stories. I enjoy I enjoy bringing them to the to, I enjoy bringing them to life. So thank you too. So ah. hey, I will see you at Adepticon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, come over and say hello. I will. Thanks. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. There we go. I'm back. Oh wow. Okay, dude. This is this is this is a great time for me. This is just like uh, this is like this is like going to Disney World for me. Like you don't you don't see. I know you don't realize this, but like, okay, my wife, um, my wife's uh, family's from England. Her mom's side is from England, and cool. um, a couple of years back, you know, she went to England with her mom, and she got to bring my son Harrison, who plays Warhammer. And, of course, they're going all over, and she asks Harrison what he wants to see. And he says, I want to go to Warhammer World. Uh, and, of course, then I get the dirty looks because there's all these places in England he can go, and he wants to go to Warhammer World. <laughs> She's like, I want to take him to see some history in this, and he wants to go to Warhammer So they, they spent a day. They went to Warhammer World. Uh, ben Curry was there. Um, Bobo, a friend of ours, met him down there, brought his army. Harrison got to play a game there. My wife and, and my mother-in-law and Harrison had a meal in Bugman's. Like, so they've all been there. Like, I'm the one who hasn't. Yep. So, like, for me, like, getting to talk to you guys and all this stuff is, like, super exciting for me. You know, and then I tell my wife, oh, I was talking to some guys who work at Warhammer World. She's like, yeah, I've been there. Like, she's just, like, <laughs> just totally playing it off on me. I'm like, oh, stop it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's it's super exciting, and, and and you more than deserve to 
to to have a chat with some people because you you like 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 Duncan said you know like you you've supported the hobby uh, for a long time which is amazing um, and and that's true for many podcasters many, true for many YouTube channels true for many people just generally have just been involved with the hobby and have, have shown it as much enthusiasm as love as everyone who works for the company and does so and and that should be not only rewarded but like it should be applauded by everyone in in all fields so uh, that's wicked. You know, um, it's and the coolest part about what we're all going to get to do in the future is be one community of people doing that, which is great. Having a common vernacular, having a common like level of conversation about things, gaming, painting, all sorts. That's that's pretty much where the company gets to go to, and that's pretty exciting for everyone if you're involved and for new people because they actually get to come into this cohesive uh, hobby of people that like each other, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, although I'll never like Duncan. He's, uh... <laughs> oh, that! Oh, I see. That's he's his public face behind the he's scenes. He's a friendly. diva. Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> no, he's not. He's he's genuinely lovely. And Roger's <laughs> video is also one of the nicest men ever. And weirdly, now I did not know this, massively into cosplay. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so Sailor Moon you know, is that where we're going Sailor with this? Moon is his favorite, I think. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, anyway, well, this has been great. Thank you. Yeah, listen, um, and so- I hope everyone enjoys what we're going to produce on Warhammer Live. And, yeah, and, and, and make sure to follow and keep track and, 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 uh, and support us. And then, and then similarly, like, give us suggestions. Because straight out of the bat, is it going to be perfect? No. But it'll get better and better. So that's great. Yeah, no, it's great. Thanks. So, um, yeah, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much uh, for dragging Duncan on. Um, if you ever want to come back on and you got anything you want to, you know, let people know sure. about, um, you, dude, I will. I'm a. I'm. I'm easy like Sunday morning. You just tell me when you need to come on, and I'm ready to have you. So, all right, bro. That's great. Thank okay, you cool. so much. And folks, we'll be uh, we'll be right back with uh, why I'm a horrible opponent to play against. So we'll be right back. talk to you for a minute about battle foam you've all heard me talk about it before the foam is firm it doesn't separate from the base they custom cut design make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want anytime a new army comes out within days you've got battle foam cut and designed to fit those models this isn't a game company making cases on the side this is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army it's what they do it's all they do check it out at battlefoam.com battle foam protecting your army Back, back, back. 
back with Gamer Etiquette David Domus and the do's and don'ts in this here game. How'd you like that? Domus, was that is that good? That was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> you are buttering me up for that no good reason. No sarcasm at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are a fibber. Oh. Hey, man, I'm full of all the don'ts, so if there's a don't, I've probably done it. You're full of something. Yeah. So, oh, we've all, and that's the thing, and that's one of the things I want to talk about today is we're going to go through some of the basics, but we've all done some of the don'ts, and I think that's something we all need to sort of acknowledge. I mean, a lot everybody gets on there and says, you know, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that, but you know, we've all done it, and that's part of the, that's part of the problem. I mean, we haven't done all of these things, but... You know, we all. I think. I think everybody can stand, with the possible exception of McClure. No, no. Oh, we can no. all stand to be a little nicer on the gaming tables. No, no. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Tom McClure but, has been a bad opponent at some time in his life. I have trouble right. believing that. But you play yeah. with him all the time. That yeah, might be in it, in private. In uh, in in. Uh, He's not so great in private gaming. Uh huh. <laughs> we have great games. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> we we explore the rules, and uh, sometimes it gets interesting. We've had people watch us play, and and are like, "Are you two friends?" <laughs> because we we argue about every little thing, trying to understand the rules and make sure we get it, and all the the ins and outs. So. Hey, that that's cool, though. I mean, hey, yeah. that that that's that's part of you know figuring things out that's the beauty of doing that when it's just the two of you so you're not doing that when you're in a big group absolutely um in fact that'll be one of the things that i want to touch on later because that's you know that's some of the things are when you're doing stuff in the small groups is that you know you bring some of that to the big groups and some of that you you know you need to realize some people are used to and some people aren't as you just pointed out perception is everything and exactly Figuring out what the other guys, how the other guy is perceiving you and your behavior is is incredibly difficult, and, and I, I suck at it most times. <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah, it happens to it happens to it happens to us all. In fact, um, I'm going to get. Well, I'll get into that story later because I got a couple of stories that all sort of string together. And I had this like moment of like satori where it was just like all became clear, and I was just like. Oh, wow. Like, you know, and I'm not always like, I mean, I'm certain. I mean, I've played games. I've had great games with people and I have a lot of people who I I love playing with. But all of a sudden I realized that there are times when I have not given people a good game. And when you realize that that's what's happening and suddenly you think back on your games and you see that little pattern of that thing you did that just upset someone that they told you about and you realize you've done it before. And you start thinking back on how these people reacted during these games. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> all you can do is learn and move on. But, you're, oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. I, I I carry some of that stuff with me until, you know, it's just like, okay, I got to I gotta cleanse myself of this here. Yep. No, I hear you. So, okay, let's, you know, let's start off with some of the basics now. And I got I got kind of a list here and we can run through it. And I don't want to I don't want to dwell too much on the basic basics. I mean, we all should know a lot of this by now. You know, I mean, I mean, okay, part of it is now 
you know, as in any group, um, you know, we have some people who are socially inept. Yep. And that's part of it. And that, that's in any group. You're going to find people who are a bit socially inept in just about any group. Yeah, that, and I, I think all the gaming video board tabletop attracts that type of personality more potentially than other groups um, just because this, this is what some of us do, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it happens, you know. Um, and, you know, you shouldn't have to mention things like, you know, cleanliness. I was I was running down the list with my wife. She's like, what are you going to be talking about? And I was going through this. She's like, like, what? And I'm like, well, you know. BL. Yeah. And she's like, you really have to tell. Like, why do you have to tell adult men that? And I'm like, well, you know, there's some people who don't really notice or pay attention. I'm like, you know, of course, we're we're not all fortunate enough to have a loving wife who's trained us this well, honey. Shut up. I'm like, okay, well, you know. Well, and, and not only that, but sometimes those gaming halls are ridiculously hot. And, and uh, I'm a big boy, and I sweat. So, you know, if sometimes it's like, okay, I got to go back up to the room and put on some more deodorant. I, you know what? it ain't cutting it. I had that exact conversation with my wife. I said, I go there like, you know, I'm going to be at Wapaka Friday, and I'm leaving Sunday. I should need two changes of clothes. I'm bringing four. Because I know me, and if it gets really hot in that place during the day, yep. I mean, I okay, I am morbidly obese. I'm a guy who's just a shade under 5'11". I weigh about 350 pounds, okay? I may not look it. I carry a lot of weight. I break a sweat like peeling an orange, okay? Like, I just do. That's who I am. Uh, those gaming halls get hot. I'm standing around. I'm moving pieces. I start to get gross. I will literally leave after the second game if I'm getting gross. You know, and it's getting hot in there. If my game finishes up early enough, I will go run back to the room, skip eating, go back to the room, take a quick shower, and change my clothes. Like, I am conscious of that stuff because I just can't, I don't ever want to be the stinky guy. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and that's, that's just me. I'm a little paranoid about that stuff. Not everybody needs to, but like, I know who I am. <laughs> like, I just don't want. I'd do another blast of the deodorant, but I, I've thankfully have never been in a situation that I know of where I needed to shower. Now, maybe there was a time, but I just was blissfully unaware. But I drink a lot of beer at these things, so I'll use that as my excuse. Well, that that well, and that that can do it too. That can totally do it. I mean, that's not something you could really teach anymore. That's really that's you, you've got to. Uh, yeah, you just know, got to stay on top of that. Yeah, Come you got to stay on top. Yeah, you just got to know. I mean, that's uh, the, be aware of yourself. I'm hyper aware of it because I just uh, I am I am so I'm I just hate my physical self. Like if I could, be, you know, <laughs> so I just like, I just <laughs> so I just like oh, you're fat and hideous and ugly. Don't start smelling too, you disgusting ass. So, um. Uh, yeah, I have to. Yeah, I have to. I have to be clean at least. So, and, I agree. And okay, other basics, you know, just common kindness. You know, just be nice to your opponent. Everyone's there to have a good time and play a game. You know, rocking up to the table and just being a jerk. I mean, and some people don't realize it, but you kind of. That's another thing we kind of got to gauge your opponent. Like, you know, some of us can be really sarcastic, and some of us can be really caustic and be making jokes, but not everybody knows that. 
you know, so you kind of, you know, that's just, just, you know, err on the side of caution and, and, you know, be nice, you know? I've, I've, I've fortunately not met, you know, I've had things go south, but I've not like from the get go had one of those experiences where somebody was just being a douche from the minute they walked up. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I haven't had it from the minute they walked up, but I've had it kind of go like where it started a little awkward because you get someone, you know, someone who just, just from the very beginning, just kind of comes up with an attitude and, you know, and, and that's, you know, and you know, and they could be feeling the same about you. So it's one of those things where I just, I always try to be, you know, it's that sort of kill them with kindness sort of thing. Like we're all there to have a good time. I'm excited to meet every new player I play. And that's just, yeah. that's how I want to approach it. I, hands out, shaking hands. Hi, I'm Dave. How are you? Oh, I hug everybody. What are you playing? Oh, sure. Well, you know, I, I, I like, I like a good hug too. You know that. I do. <laughs> But, uh, you know, and you can go through the basics. I mean, you know, pick up your misses and not your hits, because if you pick up your misses and leave your hits on the table, then your opponent sees exactly what's on the table. And if there's anything that you that you didn't pick up that you should have, they can point it out. Yep. And if you pick up a hit and call it a miss, then that's that goes in their favor and not yours. So there's no, you know, you're not taking any unfair and- advantage. You know, you know how it is. You've rolled dice. The, when you roll a lot of dice, the glare can be bad. You can miss stuff. So having another pair of eyes looking at stuff always helps. Yeah, um, you know, um, but you know, and now here's here's a couple of things I wrote down, and uh, and this goes to that whole you know being being you know having fun thing, um, and just playing because I think one of the things is. And there's, there's like three, I, th- I think there's three in a row here that I wrote down. Um, as a player, first of all, decide what kind of gamer you are and own it. Okay? And don't don't apologize. Yeah. I mean, and that, you know, cause, I mean, if you're there and you're taking a hard as nails list because you're going there to win, don't come up to me with your hard as nails list that is crazy. You know, like just totally fine tuned. You've got every gimmick in the book, and you know, halfway through turn one, half my army's gone, and you're like, "Oh man, I'm really sorry." No, you're not. (laughs) Would you would you accidentally fall wake up this morning, fall out of bed, and this list hit you? Like, you know, own it. Like, I mean, you don't have to be a jerk, but don't don't pretend like you had no idea what was going on. And then the same is lobbying. Is yeah, what it is. Exactly. They're lobbying for a sports for to not, you know, if there's a sports penalty, they're lobbying not to get it. Yeah, is really what they're doing. Exactly, and I, and, and I hate that. And, it, and honestly, irritating. it's one of the things I appreciate, like about Brad, because um, he is just he's always owned his filth. So you know, I appreciate that behavior. And you know what? He's fun to play against. He puts it all out there, and he's having a great time, and he's a fun opponent. But when he's playing, and, he, and he'll look, and if you got your stuff on the table, he'll look. He's like, "Oh, this is going to be rough." And you're like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah." And he'll say, he will say before the game gets going. He's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "I brought some filth." He's like, "This might be rough on you." And he'll say that in the beginning. Like he'll he'll own it in the beginning, 
you know, because he's not, yep. you know, it's not like he, he's not going to pretend to be unaware of the fact when he rolls up against someone who's playing a, some, a somewhat softer list. Like, sure. like he had no idea, but he'll mention it right off in the beginning. And then that's it. That's then they're, you're going to play. And that's just how it happens, you know. And then when the game's over, you know, he, he'll give you the, the best game, you know, he can give you without. But it's, there's no that fake apology stuff. And I've told people at games, and I think I, I actually think last year at Depticon, I, I think I offended one of the guys I was playing against um, because I remember I was playing. It was like all lizard. It, it was his 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 order army was all lizard men and three cannons from the empire nice and it was just like he took the first cannon and it missed and the second cannon he shot at manfred and took down a bunch of wounds and then third cannon shot at manfred and killed him and he's like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you know you know it's just that you know that's i'm like dude why are you apologizing he's like well you know the three cannons you know and like well did you not know they were in your list? And he was like, what? I'm like, did you put them in your list? Don't apologize. That's the game you wanted to play. Play it. Let's have fun. You knew what you were doing. Not, Don't say sorry. Let's just yeah. do, do what the list does. And he was just kind of like, huh? And like, I think he thought, like I was telling him, I don't accept your sorry. And it's like, I'm just like, don't, don't apologize for playing the game the way you want to play it. It's that perception stuff again, right? Right. You know? Well, and, But here's the, here's the flip side of it, too. If you're going to take all the things that you love to paint and your list has no synergy and you can't and, and you can't win against you know you know you, you take your 2000 points and you're going to play against 300 points of grots and you're still going to lose no offense to people who play grots but you know what i'm saying you know <laughs> you're going to play this really soft list that is going to have trouble winning don't get salty if you're on the bottom tables at the end of the at the end of the tournament you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because yeah. I've seen that happen, too. People take what they like because they go in there for painting, and then they get beaten. Like, ugh, all these people with their hard list. This is junk. And it's like, well, but this is this wasn't advertised as a fluffy tournament. This is, you know, this is a straight-up tournament. You had to know people were going to bring that. Well, and even with the stuff advertised, you know, it's really all about the rules, in my opinion. If the rules are not actively limiting what you can take, then then you have to be prepared to face anything. Exactly. And, and and it's really the big problem is all about expectations. People, you know, have their expe- expectations set incorrectly and think, oh, I'm going to show up and everybody's going to play nice and there'll be no filth. And, you know, then you show up and like five people have the filth and it's like, oh, man, those. <laughs> oh, wait, you don't like cussing. Sorry. That's <laughs> OK. I just bleeped it out. It just cuckooed. All right. Those cuckoos. I got you. <laughs> So, you know, set your expectations right. Know what you're getting into. And if you don't know, ask. People will tell you. Yeah. People going. And that's and that's that's the other thing I said. You know, understand what type of tournament you're going to and plan accordingly. If you're going to play, if you come in, you brought a knife to a gunfight and you didn't realize it because you didn't check, that's one thing. Uh, That's on you. If you did check and you knew it was a gunfight and you still brought a knife, that's still on you. You know? Yep, and and losses are great and valuable, and and I've learned more from my losses than I have from my wins over time. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And then that goes to my next little point that I wrote here, which is uh, understand the type of your event you're running and make sure you convey that to your audience. Yeah, that's 
easy to say, harder to do. It is harder to do, but at least try. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, nobody says, "Hey, bring the filth," but you know, if again, I think you got to look at the rules pack and say, are they limiting what people can do, or are they saying you can do whatever you want? And you know, and thankfully, none of that's happening. Nobody's trying to limit, which right now I'm a fan of. I am Um, too. I'd like to see, in all fairness, I'd like to see some other events where there were limitations. I'm I'm a big fan of variety. I like all. I'd like to see all kinds. I'd love to see like events where uh, AOS events where they were just one faction. You know, you can bring one faction. Sure, there's some factions that are better than others, no doubts. But still, it just that so kind no of stuff grand alliances, just one faction. Just one faction. Period. No named characters. Just let's play. Let's have fun. Well, that, have a different. Let's have a different level of gaming experience. Yeah. Well, that's because playing the nasty stuff is is fun too. So sure, that realms at war thing they did was sounded really cool that they've been talking about on the podcast that that Ming and the other guys did in uh, in England, which was seemed to be very narrative based and lots of cool stuff. I've been going through, and that was where you actually started off with your character, and they could they could earn. Or they, you know, that character grew and gained renown and grew through the games. Cool. Yeah, and I, um, I saw it like on Twitter, but I didn't follow it and, and read in depth. So I was kind of trapped in WoW. You can actually <laughs> at the moment so, at that time. So. Well, you can actually at, at this in this one you can actually, which was really cool. You can actually even um, they had stuff where you could get bonuses and you could like trade them in for stuff. Like there was a whole. There was a lot of mighty empires ish seeming things that see, uh, uh, at least that's when they, when they were describing it that's the stuff it reminded me of going on during the tournament and I was like oh that's that's awesome yeah I, I like I'm a fan of you know a variety different events do different things and and not every event needs to be the same exact rule set as the next event and so on and so forth no I agree 100% um but I'm just saying if you you know if you want it to be, and I, I guess the only time you really have to, if you really want it to be fluffy, if you want everybody to come and and and, and take soft lists, you really need to make sure people know. Um, because you, you you don't have to advertise if it's going to be Ard Boys, because you know, just I mean, people kind of assume if you're not putting limits on that they could bring what they want and they, and they will. But it, it's it's basically when you don't want them to that you kind of need to let them know, I guess. Yeah, and I I really think that the only way to police that would be to to you know do like a, a list approval system. Yeah, you're yeah. only going to get to play it if I approve it. That's true, and I mean, and there are places that do that. A lot of tournaments do that. Um, I and wouldn't have the patience for that, but I know there are places that do it. Yeah, it's just shifting the bar. I mean, mm-hmm. something is still going to be more powerful than other things, and that's okay. It's just a different way to play. Exactly. Um. What else do I have on my list here? Here's one that that I, that I, I and I bring up, and it it hasn't happened to me personally. Um, I've always been fortunate that when I wind up at the very end of a tournament, way on the bottom tables, that I've always had a really good time because I've always played against someone who's like, man, we're just so far in the bottom, man. Who just let's just have some fun, and who cares? Like it's not like we're in it to to you know for anything. But I I've known I've seen games, I've seen them happen. And I've I've known people that have played them, where you're literally on the bottom table, and it's game five, and you're just like, 
you're playing and you get down there and and one of these two players they've got something to prove in uh, game five last table like i've lost four in a row i'm not losing five and they're taking that game really serious and i don't know like I I don't get that mindset. Like at that point, it's like, what are you thinking about? Like, yeah, you beat uh, you know, it's a fifty man tournament. You beat the tar out of player number forty nine to make sure he came in fiftieth instead of you. Like, pretty much, yeah, it's payback, payback for you know for the wrongs that have been done to you. I guess. So I don't know. you know, if if you're in that position, you really need to just relax at that point and. Yeah, I mean, when you're, and that's my personal opinion, uh, as far as gamer etiquette goes, you're not winning any friends by going out of your way to make sure you stomp the guy who's lost four in a row just like you, and you guys are both at the bottom table. Um, there's there that's 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 not a win in anybody's book. It really yeah, isn't. I agree. Um, so I said, and you know, and and I know. Um, as far as tournament stuff goes, I know a lot of people like to plan ahead. Um, I saw this when I was helping out Jerry Parsley with Masters stuff. Everybody wanted to know what the table setup was going to be like and can we get some scenarios ahead of time because we want to play, we want to practice, we want to prepare. And, you know, I want to know what the table setup's like so I can set up the table this way so I can I can play and prepare for the terrain. And, dude, if you're that player, that's great. That really is. I mean, if you're that into it, that's really cool uh you know you want to have your deployment in mind you want to have your contingency plans in hand you want to map out your setup on this side of the table or that side of the table depending if you don't get to choose so i want to have my stuff set up dude that i mean hey that's you know this game it you play it the way you want to play it i mean this 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 hobby is what everyone makes of it for themselves all i'm saying is don't forget that there's a person across the table who wants to have fun with you and engage them. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's my number one hobby killer right there is when you play the robot on the other side of the table. Right. And and they don't want to talk. They don't, you know, oh, no, no, we can't discuss anything. We're playing a game here. This game is way too serious to have a conversation. And it's like, really? And I've I've faced my fair share over the years and... Now, I have been too chatty at times because we're having fun and it slows the game down. You don't want to do that either. But if if your opponent's got all of his stuff listed out and he's got his stuff and all he wants to do is look at that board and no, don't, don't talk to me. I've got to pay attention to what you're doing. I want to roll dice and I want to check this. That's just not fun. Like, I could play against the computer to do that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'll just go get time. I'll go play. To, I'll just go go turn on Total War and I can do that. Two-player game, and, my friend. Yeah, exactly. And even in Total War, the game takes time to stop, and your computer opponent will pop up with the little text box and talk to you. Like, and when the computer's going to engage you, like you know, there's you should. It, it's it's a game. Yeah, it's it. You need to you need to be a person. You know, <laughs> not like you said, not just be the robot across the table. Yeah, it's, it's a freaking social engagement. Hello. Yep, and get and engage. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's. I think that's the. I think the biggest thing to me when we talk about gaming etiquette, it's not just. I mean, seriously, if you're a podcast listener, if you if you like this game enough that you're listening to podcasts and you're playing and this stuff, you should have a. You should know by now what 
basic gaming etiquette stuff is. You know, like I said, um, you know, the thing that you need to do, know yourself. Know who you are and, and be honest about it. You know, like I said before, be, know what kind of a gamer you are and own it. But also know yourself. We, we all have gaming groups that have different different sizes, different shapes, different different styles of play, different metas, you know, and different degrees of seriousness. You know, I mean, I remember, like I said, back when I was helping out with the Masters, you know, you had, you know, us in the Midwest who were, you know, basically the weird, you know, hippie communists who just didn't really care. Just, hey, man, just play and have some fun. And then you had guys like the Northeast who were really serious and wanted all the maps and were like all about playing and and winning. And I'm certain they have just as much fun as we have, but they have fun in a very different way. Tryhards. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you come to a tournament, especially a big tournament, all of your local style and meta is kind of out the window. Like, I know that's how you play there, but when you get to the to a, to a big group with 100 people and a, and a national tournament, not a local and there are local tournaments that, that'll have a lot of people, and you'll have people traveling in from other places. Um, but a lot of times you'll have local stuff. And you have a huge group of locals with a few people coming in from out of place, but places like, you know, the LVO is going to be people from all over, Adepticon, sure. South yep. Coast GT. Uh, all that's out the window. You're a single person playing against people from all over, and that person across the table has his own group with their own quirks and their own meta and their own ideas. And you 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 got to be sensitive to that, and you got to know who you are. Um, and 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 realize you know how you, you got to try to understand how you come across to people outside of you know. Well, when I game with my fifteen friends, this is how we all game, and this is and that and that makes it cool. Well, I'm I'm glad you you and your fifteen friends think it's cool, but someone else might not, and you want that person to have a good game too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, I run into that many times. And probably am guilty of it myself too. So oh, I know I am, and yeah, in fact, uh, you know what? I'm, you know what I'm going to do here? Let's take a let. It's been going about 25 minutes. Let's take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, that's kind of what I want to talk about. And this is really sort of, sort of the 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 big thing is this this. I recently, in the past, say I mean I've been playing now Warhammer for almost. About I'm playing about eight nine years, and in the past year I just like I had one of those moments where I was like, oh, I've given people really horrible games, like I said before, and I want to discuss that a little bit because it's like when you realize that, and you really are honest with yourself, that's when you can actually become a much better, I think, opponent to people. Um, is when you when you're when you're looking in instead of looking out. So we'll take we'll tackle that in just a minute when we come back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. 
Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right. Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints... Think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. We're back again. Back again with why I'm a horrible gamer, a horrible component. So, okay. So now I know I don't know. I mean, I don't know how often you go to tournaments, Domus. I go to like three in a year. I, well, I try to go to as many as I can, and and that varies depending on work and life. Yeah, um, but I have I have four in the next three months. There you go. So. So, well, you know, all the way up to Adepticon. Yeah, I mean, I've got PACA and I've got Adepticon, and that's really all I've got scheduled right now this year. I'm probably trying to get something in in the summer. Um, Holy Wars for me. Yeah, I, I wanted to do Holy Wars, but right between PACA and Adepticon, it's just that's too many too quick for me. I've got too much stuff going on. So. Yep, I that's, get that. Yeah, and and summer stuff, uh, you know, I, there's nothing really out there that's right here in the right that's that's local enough for me right now. So I'll just I'll figure it out. I'll probably be running some smaller things over at Unique Gifts and Games now that now that uh, now that I know what I'm doing. So that might be fun too. But cool. so I don't like I, said, I don't go to a lot of tournaments. I never did. Uh, a lot of my gaming was here in my basement or in Chris Hughes' basement. You know. And uh, a lot of now, so we just, you know, play a lot of just hanging out casual games, right? Um, now, I would play against, I played mostly against Chris Yu, but sometimes I'd play against like Grant or something like that. And a lot of times it's when they were getting ready for tournaments because they would go to a lot more tournaments than I would, right? Yep. So, you know, we're prepping for tournaments and there's a lot of strategy talk going on during the games, after the games. And one of the things that would happen is when we'd be playing is really um, watching very closely our movement, making sure that our movement was tight and legit, you know. Um, we'd be playing a certain move, and, you know, and sometimes we'd talk strategy during the game a little bit. But uh, sometimes if you, if you tried a move and you weren't certain of it, you know, and it, and it went bad, you'd be like, ugh. And I think one of the things that that I know Chris, you and I would talk about, and we were like, "Oh, this, that's it, that's right there. That that might be the point where I just lost the game." And you, just, we would just say that it's like this was the move, this is the risky move we took, or sure. we're trying out a combo. Ugh, right there, dude, I just lost the game right there. And sometimes you did because you realize you recognize, and sometimes you didn't because you managed to pull things off. But this is where we would watch our strategies, and and if we did something wrong, we would just you know be like, oh, I'm so stupid, you know, and like, and it was just, I mean, that was us. That's how when we played, that's what we did. And when the game was over, we talk a little strategy too. Oh, I did this wrong, I did that wrong, and we were always kind of trying to figure out what we did wrong and how we could do it better. 
Uh, we never, you know, if we notice something the other guy did wrong, we may point it out, but you never want to just be like, oh, you, you messed up. You should have done this. You should have done that. Um, sure. Unless the guy asks, you know. Well, you know, we didn't offer each other too much advice unless we asked, hey, did you, you know, what did you think of this or what did you think of that? Um, well, what winds up happening is I, you know, I'm playing every other weekend and playing like this. And now I go to a tournament and, you know, um, well, even before that, the other thing would happen is we, we'd sit there and our games would take a while because we'd be sitting there, we'd be looking at the board and kind of. Sometimes we would talk our way through it with each other sometimes with certain moves. We wouldn't necessarily tell each other what to do because we're trying to win. We sit there staring at the boards, concentrating, kind of looking, talking our way through it. Now I wind up at Adepticon, and I'm sitting there staring at the board, and I can't talk my way through it with my opponent because they're not going to, A, I don't want to give away the store, and B, they're not going to give me advice. So I'm sitting there staring at the board, staring at the board, and looking at what I'm doing, and I'm not even thinking about it. And one, I was having a game, and... uh I'm having a game against Dale Bartz, right? And he's playing with his ogres, and they're like my bugbear anyway. And everything I'm doing, he's just, he's really got, he's kind of got me. He's getting into the, you know, he's hes doing really well. I'm having a couple of bad rolls here and there, so the things that could really help me just aren't happening. Um, He's shutting down my magic with my, with my vampires. I'm like, ugh, and I'm staring at the board, and it becomes his turn, like turn three, and uh, he moves up. He goes to roll his Hellheart, if you remember that. I do. And he rolls a one, so it doesn't affect me. Like, it doesn't get close enough to affect me. And I was like, whew. Then he goes to do his big magic spell and double sixes it and sucks himself into the warp. So now not only didn't his Hellheart work, but he took his one wizard off the board, which opened up my magic phase because now he just basically cleared the field for me. Sure. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I, I might have just, I might be able to turn this game around right now right swing so his turn ends and now it's my turn we're getting into this part and i'm like uh, so i i went from staring at the board and concentrating and watching everything he's doing to okay i see what i have to do now so i'm like all right clap my hands let's get going and he actually says something about oh he's like well geez yeah now that half my now that I now that I destroyed a big chunk of my own army, uh, you seem uh, you seem a b- bit more chipper. And I, so he said something to that effect. Sure. And I was like, no, dude, no, no, no. I'm like, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know. And I didn't even realize. And I, afterwards, I was like, hey, let me buy you a beer or something like that. I'm like, I didn't mean to come off as as grouchy. I hope I didn't come off as grouchy or anything like that. I was just I was concentrating, and I literally was just concentrating on the game, and. What I realized is that when I'm concentrating on the game, if I'm really concentrating on the game, um, I have resting crabby face, you know, to, to put it in, in, in a polite, you know, over the air terms. And that's exactly what I have. Like, I just look like like I'm annoyed and I'm not. I'm just concentrating. And I and I had to make an make an effort to. Not look like that. Like, you know, I have a problem with my face, you know? <laughs> and uh, and the other thing was, and this actually happened much later. Um, I was playing a game, and I was playing it against a friend of mine. And uh, I was playing it at Wapaka, and um, I totally left my flank open. On turn one, charged in, did all this stuff, left my flank wide open. He got in a long charge, and I'm like, 
oh, I can't believe I left my flank open. Oh, you're going to smash me. No, I totally lost. That, that's, that's, that was the move. I lost it. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I wound up actually winning the game. So at the end of the game, he's like, oh. And, and it, it came across as this sort of false modesty, like, oh, sure. you know, I'm so. And I didn't. I, once again, this is something that in our gaming in my basement, this was just normal conversation. Sure. In a tournament against someone who doesn't play against you very often, it came across as complaining and false, you know, like this sort of false, oh, no, I'm in trouble, you know, especially when I turned on and won the game pretty handily after that turn. So these are the things that I didn't realize about me, and I didn't realize it until I was over at Alex Gonzalez's house last summer and I went in there, and I, I drove over there to play, and uh, Rotor and Brasco were there. And I went down to have a game uh, with Rotor. And we started setting up, and the first thing he said, we started setting up, he's like, and I don't want to hear any of this, I lost the game already, crap, in the middle of turn two. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, what? He's like, you always do that. Don't do that. It's annoying. And I was just like, and that was when it like hit me, like all these times I've done this during a game. I'm like, how many players? Because I get, I get, I mean, I get decent sports scores when we play, kind of, but they're they're always like average, sometimes a little over average, but it's like it's never like you know r- really high sports scores. And I'm wondering how many times between you know resting crab face and me just talking my game out loud about where I screwed up, I've sort of you know what I'm saying like giving my opponents a a worse time and it's like I I need to stop doing that I totally do I mean we've all done stuff like that and analyze some of that behavior good or bad and figure out how to make it better or you know um, things like that so I mean I don't know if you have any stories like that you don't have to tell any stories i'm not, i mean I, like i said i mean we talked off the air and we all know you you are the domus everybody oh, everybody loves oh, you everybody has stories everybody <laughs> has screwed something up one of the interesting things one of the interesting stories i had that you mentioned dale which made me think of uh one of the guys in his club is kurt um and i had an incident with kurt at wapaka one year and it was it was a really unfortunate circumstance that the the way it played out you know, it it was my fault, but it really wasn't. And what happened was, um, that you know the the halls can get very loud, uh-huh. and that was at Wapaka when people were singing, and so you know we and just at Wapaka were loud and drinking anyway. But there was some point in a magic phase where he asked he had asked me a question and I didn't hear it, and I just I literally just couldn't hear him. I don't have great hearing. Uh, I was in bands for years growing up, so my Hearing's kind of taking a dive. Right. And that's not just the selective hearing I use with my wife. That's, you know, just in general. <laughs> I just don't have great hearing. And I just missed this question. And I, I had thrown a vines up. Um, and then the next turn, you know, it came into play. And he was like, what? I asked you. And I'm, you know, and I, I literally didn't hear it. So it's just, and, and that wasn't really necessarily an etiquette thing. But uh, it kind of was, you know, I just, I hadn't heard it. And had I heard it. And we never would have had any interaction. It just kind of soured our game, um, which, you know, you hate. You can I can always tell the minute the game souring thing happens, whatever yeah. it is, you know, you can always tell. I, I played another guy at Wapaka one year who 
who rolled up when when dark elves were the fifth filth and he rolled up with the sorceress and his you know his double hydras and all this and all that and he tur- he was a newer player and he thought he was going to roll me turn one he put his sorceress out too far of his unit and i hail doomed her and she was dead and and dude had a literal meltdown and i had to bring him back to the game like all right dude you lost a model you've got two hydras would you stop you know and he just and and proceeded to wipe me off the board so it you know i've seen yeah. both sides of that spectrum yeah I, I talked uh, quite a few people back to the game, you know. <laughs> yep. When, sometimes they, when things don't go your way, you, it's understandable. You you know, sometimes you don't love it. Um, I get that. I've been there and had things not go my way and not love it and, and been a grouch. But, like, if I see that now, I just go – I just literally go chasing after them, grab them, you know. It, if necessary, I give them a hug, especially if it makes you uncomfortable, then you're definitely getting a hug. Right. Um. And run all I the just way around to, the, the length right, of the tables and get around right? to their side. <laughs> yeah. And I literally do everything I can to get the people out of the funk and bring them back into it. Because at this point in life, I just want to have fun games. And I've given enough bad games and been given enough bad games that now the, you know, the fun is all that matters. I take every one of my models off. I could care less, you know, or if I do it to you, I will do my best not to enjoy it too thoroughly. I've gotten to the point now where... And this is this is this is one of the things that I try to do. I will laugh and cheer and jump up and down when things go great for me, and I will laugh and cheer and jump up and down when things go great for you as well. Yep, celebrate everybody's success because that's just the way to do it. Like if something, if if a die roll, I, I was playing a game at bits. And I forget who I was playing with, but he had lizard men, and this was when they could just generate just all the extra dice in eighth, right? And I was playing with my VC list, and my VC list was a zombie list that was that was really dependent on having a decent magic phase. If I had some decent magic phases, I could I could confidently, at the very least, draw any game I played. Okay, sure. I could I could at least draw. We literally, and I, I will never forget this game because in the first like five turns, which I think it only went five turns, I never had a magic phase with more than four dice. And his were all like 12. And he was just rolling insane. And I was just, I mean, I was like, yep, what do I do? Take it off. I'm like, yep, take it off. I'm bringing it off. I'm laughing and stuff. And he's like, he's like, dude, you okay? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hey, it's, it, it, dude, you, you, I mean, it was, it was one of the things I'd never seen a guy have better dice in my life. Like any, if he needed to roll high, he rolled all fives and sixes. If he needed to roll low, he rolled all ones and twos. It was sick how perfect his dice were. I've never seen a more perfect just batch of dice rolling ever in a game. It was ridiculous. Like I could do, no, I don't. There was just it. Nothing was going to go wrong for him. It was the perfect <laughs> game, and I was like, "That's amazing." And he's like, "Dude, I'm sorry." I'm like, "Why? That's amazing. I've never seen anyone have such a good game." Just, I'm like, "You deployed perfectly. You moved perfectly, and the dice rewarded you amazingly." That was just ridiculous. I'm like, at this point, I'm just playing to see how many turns I can last. Yeah, you know, like that's 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 what I'm taking from it. How long can I hold out against this? Because this is just crazy. You know, at the end of the day, we're playing with toy soldiers. So, yep. You know, there's just 
a level of serious that just need not apply. I, I, I appreciate wanting to win. Everybody wants to win. Cool. Let's just all agree that everybody wants to win and let's have fun. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I guess one last thing that I want to, to, to talk about um, with etiquette and with, you know, like you said, you know, being nicer to people. And you had the, the new guy who came in and just was going to plan on stomping you. We have a lot of new people coming into the game now. There is a whole, you know, there, the, a definite chunk of the old guard is playing other games. And um, there's an influx of new people. And you know, there's there's some of us that have been around the scene for a long time, and and there's quite an influx of new people as well. Right, and now, and I'm not just talking about like the 40k players who have decided to pick up AOS because they liked it. I'm not talking about experienced gamers. I'm talking now that you can play with a couple of boxes of models, and you don't need to buy six boxes of the same model to get a unit. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, now that you could buy a getting started kit and a couple other things and be playing, we're getting a lot of like young, fresh blood into the game, which I think is great. Okay, I think it's uh, AOS is far more conducive to a younger entry age than we've had in the last two editions. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's a great thing. And I'm not talking ten or eleven. I mean, you know, my ten year old is starting to paint her ogres and she's learning to play, but I'm not bringing her to a tournament. You know, so sure. uh, you know, uh, I I might have brought Harrison at about eleven. He'd gone to some local, you know, he'd played local uh, tiny little ten man one day tournaments at uh, UGG and stuff at that age. But he's a bit of an exception, you know. The kid, he's been, you know, he was like starting to play and, and learn stuff back at like eight. So, but I think you're going to see a lot of players in their early teens, you know, high school freshmen, things like that, playing more. And we need to be cognizant. Of them because that I think they bring a whole new dynamic to what's going on around us, you know. Because a they're kind of young, so you 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 don't want to you want to be. And I'm not saying that you can't drink in front of them, or you know, if you're if you're at a place that serves. Oh no, I'm a bad I'm a bad influence. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't do that. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, you you want to make sure that they feel welcome and that you bring them in. Uh in a way that makes them want to come back. Yeah. And, it, that's kind of our motto with new people that right. you know, Tom, Tom and I have always um, tried to, you know, tried to include new people just because we've been, we've been new people and it's not fun. And we've been at tournaments where the new people aren't included and then they go off their own way and are, you know, they never assimilate. They never come in. back. Exactly. Yeah, and and, I, and I'm not saying treat him with kid gloves. Just because he's young doesn't mean you gotta let him win or you yeah. gotta do this or that. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I am saying, okay, here's an oh, example. Oh no, no, young young people are my freaking crips, and I I don't want to see a bunch of young gamers. <laughs> <laughs> How come? I we used to we used to go to GTs all the time in oh four oh five oh six, and I would clean up everywhere we went, and then I'd run into a teenager, and a teenager would smoke me. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not kidding. It was like four or five times, and Tom got the biggest kick out of it. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. So, well, yeah, the kids became my kryptonite. Well, I still thought it was fun. I mean, like I said, when we did that, uh, that crosstown, uh, the Civil War, with most of the guys from NW2 and a few other guys against, uh, you know, Nickel and Murphy and those guys down there, and we played that at the bunker that one day, three games. Only one person went three and zero, and it was the boy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Harrison went three and zero, oh, and it was the only. It's like he was the only person to do it. We, you know, we won that one by a very tight margin. That little that one day tournament, our team. And Harrison got the trophy that day because he was the only person that won all of his games. I was like, are you kidding? Um, I've, I've not bumped into a lot of young people, new people, um, but I haven't been to a bigger event yet either. So, I mean, just at the smaller events so far, I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, and, and I know they're 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 starting to they're starting to go, and I'm getting some emails from people who are who are going to be coming, and uh, it's my first tournament, this, that, and the other. Or they've got some younger kids coming. What would you tell you know? Because people are asking about Adepticon and stuff like that. So I know some of them are going to be there. Um, I I remember a couple of years ago, and it was it was it was it was my worst year at Adepticon. It was the year that I was that I got just pounded and I was on the bottom tables and then I played the ringer and lost in like 21 minutes. It was just, it was, it was my, it was that, that year that was going horrible for me. And it was either, it was either the, the, I think it was the last game on day one. I think it was either the third game or maybe it was the first game on day two. I don't remember which, but the kid I was playing was maybe a freshman in high school, right? He was a young kid. And, uh, so, he was playing ogres, which once again I always lose to. Um, and I had my vampires, and this kid had gone through and he's putting out his stuff. And he had, I guess he'd been playing with his friends, you know, for about a year. And it's his first tournament, and he had, you know, he he had read the rules. And it has to be Wissywig, right? Yeah. Well, so eighth ed tournament. So he shows me when he models them. This is my butcher, and right there on that one, you can see, and he modeled a little heart, and he goes, he's the one that's got the hell heart, and he modeled all the special weapons that you could buy for your characters, the stuff that you don't have to tell people about. Sure. And he had modeled them all because he thought they had to be WYSIWYG, and so he modeled all their special things, and he told me all of his special items as he's putting them out. And I'm like, whoa, dude, why are you telling me that? And he's like, well, you you have to tell your opponent all your your kit i'm like not the special things dude keep that stuff secret and um like i you know i was kind of like what are you doing and i think i don't know if the way i said it but he sort of like withdrew a little bit at that point and he felt a little bad and like mm-hmm. i don't know if it was the way i said it or something and 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 i and i tried to and i tried to bring him out and try to have fun with him later but he was sort of like at he was kind of standoffish for the rest of the game and i even apologized I'm like dude i wasn't trying to you know put you down or belittle you i'm just i'm just letting you know that you know the stuff that's listed as regular kit you have to say but for characters that stuff you buy that's sort of like your secret stuff you don't you you could just you can wait until you actually get into combat to tell people about that stuff i'm like that's like your you know that's your that those that's that's the stuff you pull out when it happens and he's like yeah well that's you know that nobody told me that no and i and i i i'm wonder i don't know if he was a, little, a part of it was he was upset that I had that I had told him you don't have to do it, or if he was upset that he'd already played two or three games and not one of his other opponents had said revealed. anything to him. Yeah, like they just let him reveal all his stuff and just didn't even like just let him. You know, see, I I played. We played all the tournaments in the previous edition where all reveal up front everything. There was no. The only hidden stuff was like fanatics. You knew they were there, but you didn't know where. Same with assassins, stuff like that. So if I played a game in 8th Ed and somebody revealed, 
then I just always counter revealed and just said, well, okay, you told me here, I'll tell you. And right. No, right. If, if they do it, you do it. I mean, I told him what I had too because once he told me, I'm like, well, that would be unfair for me. But not yeah, to if, tell it, him. if it was a kid, I would definitely try to educate. Right, and that and, and that's and that's just my point. It's like when you've got kids that are playing, you know, you don't you you want to you know you don't want to. I mean, I you know you know there's players out there who are just like and I I've, I mean I've heard it I've heard people talking about it. I just smashed that kid you know and it's like. Really, and then that kid went home and never came back. You know because, well, and, and there, you know, you need to teach, but there's also a fine line there too. You know, some of us have some significant years on these kids, and some of them may not really be interested in a, a lesson from an old codger either, too. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's you know, the there's, thing. there's some attitude that good. I've seen that too. Because oh, sure, ways. sure, yeah. I mean, well, once again, everybody needs to know themselves. I'm just saying, you want to make sure that. I mean, I've seen kids come in all eager-eyed and excited with their new stuff, and they're not certain what they're doing. And rather than be nurtured, it's you know, you know, yeah. you get that you get that guy who's just like, I gotta win. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to send some kid home crying. Because the, no, but because, but I'm, you know, you need to, you need to also not not take the brakes off. You know, they need to lose. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying let them win. In fact, I remember okay. I remember when I played with Harrison. I told him, I go, look, you're going to go into this game. You're going to do your best. You probably are going to lose all your games. You're playing against people who have a lot more experience. I go, um, if you're winning, that's good. If you lose, that's okay. I go, some people may ease up on you because you're a kid. And if they do that, take advantage of it. Go for the throat. Because if they're going to ease up on you, that's on them. Because they shouldn't, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. they're, they're playing to win, too. I'm not saying ease up on the person. I'm saying understand sometimes you're playing against someone who's younger, who's there for the first time. And, you know, if if you're coming in and you're 20-something and it's your first tournament, I mean, you've got the coping skills and things like that. Someone coming in who's really young, coming into a big tournament, they might be there with their dad. They're already going to be nervous. They're all going to be already going to be on edge, and just and that's that's what I'm talking about. Just be conscientious of the fact that you want them to come back. I'm not saying don't beat them. I'm not saying okay. you don't want to win. That's not what I'm saying at all. You know, I mean, you can lose. You know, you got to get used to losing. I'm Absolutely. saying. I'm saying. You know. If you beat them, hey, you know, like, I mean, how many times have we played a game and you and you stomp your opponent? You're like, oh, hey, buddy, let me buy you a beer. You know, I beat, I beat, I mean, I've, I've, I beat that kid with the ogres, and I didn't beat ogres too often at all. I beat him, and I was like, hey, man, you know, can I? You know, I bought him a coke, sure, because he's 15. I can't buy him a beer. You know, I go to jail. So. <laughs> You, you shouldn't. You could. But you <laughs> so, but you know, I bought him a coke, and I, I said, you know, hey, you played a good game, you know, and we talked about the game, and you know, you, but I'm saying, you know, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna make sure that these kids want to come back, and and uh, my only point is that because they're young, they might be a little more nervous and a little more sensitive sure. than than your than your adult player who's coming in who's got all the coping skills and the mechanisms and they're more ready to do this um i'm not saying coddle in any way but you also don't want because and i I don't i don't i don't know if you've seen it but i've literally seen it and i've heard it where they're just like uh 
that kid, man, he did not know what he was doing. I pounded on him, and it's like I saw that at a I saw that at a Games Workshop store. It was at a local store, and the kid came in, and the kid was new. And you know that kid when he, you know, he had his new painted army, and he he just he was playing the stuff he liked, and the guy was playing. He was and he was joking around with his friends afterward. How he just and I'm like, you know, that kid's not coming back. Yeah, and it's like you don't want to do that. You don't want to send. You don't want to make some kid cry, or send some kid home and be like, "Ugh, I'm. Uh, I don't ever want to play again because it was no fun." You want it, and that's. I think that's. that's I guess that's what I'm trying. To, make sure it's fun for everybody, you know. But make sure that if you got these new kids, I mean, they're kind of the future of the game. You want to make sure they want to come back. I think that's true for all the new people. I don't see a lot of kids, so maybe that'll change with Adepticon. But we just haven't seen a lot of that where we've been yet. But I haven't been to a lot of stuff this year. I've been just kind of in my own little video game world. So. <laughs> that World of Warcraft's got you like... Not anymore. It did. It, the new expansion came out, and it was fun, and I had a blast. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that's about it. It's and it, Like I said, it, it all comes down to, honestly, gaming etiquette. Yeah, man, just treat people the way you want to be treated. Make sure that they have a good time, too. I mean, that's well, really... I, I, that's really it right there is everybody has to be having fun. Yeah. You know, and that's the, the bottom line. And, um, you know, I, we just we just did Holy Havoc and we had we took some we took the nastiest stuff that we owned and literally put it all into one list and speed painted as much as possible and just and, and and Tom and I don't have all the nastiest stuff so it wasn't the even remotely the filthiest list in the room but there was a mammoth and a glockkin and a bunch of giants and you know it looked it looked very terrifying um and it it had some teeth to it too it you know it definitely wasn't a slouch but we just had five great games, and you know we played against a super soft combination of guys, and we played against a couple of filthy guys, and um, we played against Rotor and Brasco with their freaking Sharknado guy, Lord Croak, on the yeah. on the, uh, the on the the piece of terrain that you could never touch him. He's hard as hell to kill anyway, and then he's on the tornado terrain, right? You know, and we were chaos, so they just they just blew us up, and more people killed the mammoth, and then the mammoth fell on my models and killed more of my models than it <laughs> killed in the game. But that was freaking awesome, dude! We just had the best time. You know that it's it's the games that just the crazy stuff happens. Like I said, I I don't even you know it's, I don't care win or lose if I if I'm having a good fun game when the craziness starts to happen that's when it, and it gets fun that's that's what really for me that's what matters you know yep. and you know i like to win as much as the next guy but i'm i know i'm a middle tape i'm a middle table champion you know <laughs> like that's if i wind up in the in in the middle that's usually where i'm at if i wind up you know near the in the top quarter then i've had an amazing tournament if I wind up in the bottom quarter, I've had an average tournament. <laughs> you know, that's 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 what I do. So that's, that's cool. I haven't really decided yet. I I don't know that I want to be any one thing for Sigmar. I'm, I the stuff I have played in so far, I haven't really painted any of the filth yet. But I keep thinking about it, and I just bought two Morn goals, so I'm probably gonna. I have one. And uh, I haven't even painted it up yet because I haven't gotten to my death army because I'm just playing with my Stormcast because I have so much. I really enjoy playing with them. And uh, 
and, and I've got them painted, and I'm having fun painting them. It's just awesome. It's you know, I'm painting Iron Jaws because I'm freaking in love with the models. But from a sheer power standpoint, the Iron Jaws force itself as a single faction is not super strong because there's not much diversity, right? You know, and and uh, branch out into into generic destruction. You've got a couple of choices for battle line. Um, which I, I'd like to see some tweaks on, you know, I'd like to see Ard Boys as Battle Line or something, some just different choices. I think I um, have a feeling that, that when the next General's Handbook comes out next summer, and I think it's going to be next summer because I think they're going to try to do once a year, but I know they've been asking for suggestions now. Yeah, yeah they said, I think they said it'll be next year. That's one of the biggest Facebook. suggestions that you're seeing is give... Give the orcs more battle line choices because. Well, I I just think in general I'd like to see formations give battle line to different stuff. You know, I just like to see some more diversity and and flexibility, but not you know there's there's a flip side to that because it could easily go over the top. Right. You know, so. Right. Yeah. And I've got I've got orcs that I'm painting, and I've got a whole ogre force that I've had forever that I'm. You know, I may end up doing. I may do some night haunt, and then I may go to some ogres and and expand my destruction. I just don't know. Just flitting I, around. I, totally, and it's fun, right? I can paint a few. I painted all that scaven, and I got all that, and I just have stuff I can paint and do whatever the heck I want. I'm enjoying that. Well, and that's part of the thing that's great about this is it's like, oh, I really like those models. I'll buy a box and I'll paint them, and it's like, well, you could probably throw it in with something else and play it. So if that one thing you think is really cool is there, you don't have to be like, oh, now I have to start a whole army to paint that. No, you really don't. You throw a few things together and then find something else you like, and you can mix and match and play what you like. It makes it so much fun. It is. We're having a blast. So we do a lot. We've done a lot of game days recently, and we would we would pair off and we'd do like a one-on-one game, you know, Right. Three different tables. And then at the end of the day, we we would play a six player game. Nice. You know, like six hundred points a, pl- a person. And it, we just have the most fun doing that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and before and you would never do that. It just it just didn't work. Well, and that's the beauty of them handing you this really sort of with the basic rules. Here's a sandbox play with it how you want to play with it and it, yep. it you know when you first looked at it we went oh i don't know what to do there's just a big old empty sandbox here and now that we started filling in with little bits and bobs and we start to get it it's like oh wow hey i, I can literally do anything so let's do this all right let's try it it's perfect it's so wonderful because you yeah, like said you can a blast man yeah i mean any given day like you said you have a game day and you could have a couple of point matches and a couple of this that and at the end of the day Everybody grab three, four units and throw them in, and we're going to have a six-player game. And then it's just everybody's going home happy. And that's that's you know that's what I want from my hobby. That's what I want. I, I, I again, I like the diversity. You know, I like that. I like playing um, balls to the wall and you know going for it with some nasty stuff. I like, I like. I like playing restraint, taking the brakes off, trying to do better with a less powerful army list. I enjoyed that. Uh, that was how I kind of played most of 8th edition. Yep. Uh, so, you know, it's just, yeah, I like all kinds of different ways to play. And and, and now you've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
you always kind of did, but I've you know it's kind of expanded now with the grand the grand alliance has really kind of unlocked so much um, just in flexibility. Who'd have thought it would work so well? Oh, and I can remember thinking, you know, when they first announced it, that oh, that's the worst idea ever. Oh yeah, I mean, when every tournament was like, nope, you can't have at most two, at most two factions, nothing more because you're going to go crazy. Have you but seen even, people taking four factions? Like, I don't even, even see people be, wanting to anymore. Even beyond that, it just it felt so dirty. I'm still not really doing it totally. Oh yeah, there's lots of people that are into you know all the all the lists coming out of the the UK competitive environment and really all the competitive lists. Oh, that's right. That's right. That that multi faction. That's right. The, on Facehammer, the less guy has. He's got the. The the Nurgle list that's got the it's it's a Nurgle list with the Storm Fiends and the that's Terry and, but yeah that's Terry oh that's right Terry I'm not sorry not less Terry Terry's list the Nurgle list that's got Storm Fiends and um, Kairos Fate Weaver yeah. and the, the Nurgle list with a whole bunch of not Nurgle in it Flag Bringers and, yeah. uh, and Warp Lightning Cannon and... yeah <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a chaos list it's not a Nurgle list anymore that's a chaos list. That's, that's where right. you know. That's where your power and your flexibility comes in. Because not, you know, some of the single faction stuff is really strong. Sylvaneth is really strong. Some of the Stormcast stuff is really strong. Um, but you know, a lot of the single factions just aren't on their own. Other factions, so they get really powerful though when you start comboing them up with some right. other units. Yeah, the Fire Slayers. I mean, very few people have made them work on their own, but they are really nice when you're back using them to back up. I've still really not looked into their rules, but I really like the um, that Magma Droth model. So it's I just very nice. They're dwarfs, man. I just don't know. They're dwarfs, which means that they're awesome. Just remember that dwarf equals yeah. awesome. Just that's, that's pre- all you know. pretty sure that's not the way it works in my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 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 the gospel truth over here, baby. I I understand that. I'm all with Chris Yu, though. We call them dwarves. Yeah, I know. You guys can be as wrong as you want to be. That's I still love you, but that's right. It's I, a free country, man. I'll be as wrong as I right. want. That's right. Free country, still. All right. So listen. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up. I think we're pretty much near the end of the show. All right, buddy. Domus, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks and, for asking and me, Dave. I jumping in it. here with me. Listen to me ramble about how I'm a crummy gamer. I see um, how you are. Ask me on for the worst in hobby gaming show. Sure, <laughs> Thanks, dude. I, honestly, I had no. I didn't. I. Uh, I uh-huh, you, uh-huh. Hey, you tweeted you were home today, and I was just like, "Hey, Thomas, you're home. I'm home. You want to help me out? Like, I was going to do this solo, but and then I realized if I was just sitting here saying how horrible I am to nobody, this would become <laughs> a really bizarre show. Like me and Lindsay just sitting here, Lindsay just staring at me, and me me pouring out Who's my Lindsay. The albino, uh, the uh, albino Canadian hockey puck that I have here. Oh, See, you don't listen anymore, and I know that, and I still love you anyway. But I don't listen to anything, though. So but, I just listened to my, I just listened to my first podcast in oh, well what was over it? A year. Uh, it was a face hammer. Oh, nice. One up there. I was just listening for the tournament coverage, and oh, the, no, they're the, good. Because we're getting back in. I was getting back into it. And I'm like, okay, what's the um, you know what's the meta like? I, oh yeah, I just didn't well know. they they would know. Those guys they they play hard. Yeah. Uh, no, the Six Squared Studios. They're uh, they uh, do uh, 
custom MDF stuff and things like that. Yeah. They sponsor they the show. Yeah, they did Holy War stuff. Yeah. They yeah. they sponsor the show and they do some custom oh. things. And they were listening to the one episode. I, I did an episode. I covered the extremist chambers all by myself. And I was just getting slap happy. Like I was just getting silly. Um, just it wasn't it was it wasn't my finest hour. And I was here all by myself just talking. And so they sent me this white hockey puck with this band around it that says Canada because they're from Canada. And uh, since they have the, you know, the laser cutting, yep. they cut Wilson's face on the one side of the hockey puck from Castaway. Nice. Nice. And they named it Lindsay. And they wrote, it says Lindsay and Canada on the little band around the hockey puck. And it's here with me. So when I'm by myself doing the show solo, I have someone here with me to talk to. So, do you speak to it in a Canadian accent? No, no. I just talk to her normal, and then she just says stuff back. And you know, so you have to at least say a boot. So, <laughs> she, uh, see, but then she gets mad if I do and sh- schedule. If I do, if I do the <laughs> Terrence and Philip Canadian accent, they get ir- she gets irritated. So. Oh boy! But listen, hey folks. Um, before we go, real quick, um, I just I have to mention the Patreon again. Um, Patreon dot com slash Garage Hammer. Um, please take a look at it. Even a small donation, if you know, if if one in ten or one in twenty listeners were to even donate, uh, you know, like a dollar an episode for the two episodes a month. Um, we would totally hit our goal and be doing the Garage Gamers and have everything we need set up to get that extra. If we need that extra computer to do the the live Twitch and stuff like that, we'll be there. So just take a look at it, please, and uh, consider it. Um, That would be fantastic um, if you can. If not, God bless you. That's totally cool. Uh, Once again, uh, James Mackey, Ryan Taylor, and Shirley Tempel are our uh, producers. Uh, Thank you for being producers uh, on Patreon. Domus, um, you are always... Uh, as always, thank you for coming on. Always welcome to come back on whenever. Thanks, um, bro. I will be seeing you in a month at PACA. I cannot wait. I uh, can't either. And before, since I won't see you till PACA, don't miss Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Same to you, my friend. And folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.